Welcome back to No Real Left Behind. I'm Brian here in North Texas, and I'm joined with some good friends, Frank down in Austin. Frank. Okay. I guess we'll go up to Villem in Tulsa. Hey, Brian. How are you doing? I'm good. Do we have Katie with you this evening as well? Uh, she's just kind of off here in the wing, not formally joining. Not f- Okay. Okay. Um, Frank, are, is, is there an earthquake happening at your house or how much glass I, is being yeah, broken? Yeah, honestly, I, I don't really know what's going on at the moment. My my wife heard that the Fountains of Wayne guy died and has been singing oh. the one line of the only song that she knows yeah, that's, uh, over I, and over again. So kind of yelling it to an extent. I, I think they only had the one song. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure they had many other ones, but, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about simple plan here oh yeah yeah we're not talking about some 41 yeah no we're talking about a one-hit wonder in and of itself but yeah r.i.p um so anyways i'm drinking the single cut whammy jesus all right we'll cut to villum up in tulsa i guess i don't know villum up in tulsa uh what are you uh sipping on this evening He's muted. Everybody's muted. Everything's wrong with this fucking world. I don't know. Sorry, I was talking. I was double muted, Brian. You were double muted. Dude. I muted you never, my mic and, never... and the hangout, and then I unmuted the mic and thought I was talking. And then anyway. You never double mute the single mute. I know. Idiot. Um, anyway, I'm drinking the Sandy Jorts Tropical IPA from... Welltown. You know, I took your uh, advice on the last cast, and I went and did a little beer drive-through pickup yesterday at my okay. local at the local brewery, um, Armadillo Ale Works in Denton. Oh, nice! And Denton, and I picked up a little like mix six pack case thing or mix case, yeah. I guess is what it is. Uh, and that's actually what I'm drinking tonight as well. I'm drinking Land Yacht. IPA mm. from Armadillo Ale Works out of my Scrappy Boy uh, Solo Cup glass, which is sick. Oh, I love those. Uh, anyway, Land Yacht is a nice. Uh, it's a it's like a juicy IPA, but it's got way more bitterness than most uh, okay. Nipas, if you will. Yeah. So New England IPAs. What villain? Uh, Elgin Park up here uses those same Solo Cup glass cups. Hell yeah, I'm down with it. I'm sorry, Frank. What'd you say? No, I was saying New England IPA. I was just you use some acronyms sometimes where people are like NEPA. Okay, and, you know what are you drink- <laughs> drinking? Single cut? What now? Single cut whammy. Uh, it's a double dry hop IPA. Okay. Um, it is. I'm trying to see if I've got the hops on here somewhere. Doesn't look like it, but it's from Astoria. So single cut, I mean, you guys know, huge fan, great beer. Everything they make is just awesome. Um, with that being said, this is a very good Nipa. 
Yeah. Oh, New England IPA, Frank. I, for the people. Uh. <laughs> for the people. And Leo. And Leo. And Leo. Is that who that was? Yeah. Uh, listen to the description of this beer. It's pretty pretty sweet. This IPA dive bombs into lupulin glory with smooth and balanced tropical and stone fruit hops aplenty. And pitch shifts uh, and wow, and pitch shifts with some good old signature single cut dank weed to further blend your palate. I I like single cut. I've had only a few of their beers, but they call themselves beer smiths, which I'm Hundred percent on board with. More people should refer to themselves as beer smiths. We'd be better off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For convince sure. and change my mind. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, Frank, are you still working through your hundred fifty pounds of beer? Oh, more than man. I've yeah, I've I've got a significant amount in the bottom shelf of my little buffet cabinet over here. You should really cold we'll store see. that. I'm just saying. Huh? You should really cold store that. Yeah, I don't have a freezer or a fridge big enough for that. Well, that so sounds I'm like... Of, I'm kind of stuck with it. it. To be honest, most of them are double IPAs. I'm, I'm drinking the light beers quickly. Mm. Yeah, um, those IPAs. Got some, you got like 90% IPAs and light beers. I got... Yeah, but I mean like so... No, not really. I mean, a lot of the the Anchorage ones are double or triple IPAs. Yeah, but those are still really going to be. You need to need to chug those quick, Frank. You, I'm sitting around. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting around. I don't know how you uh, the yeah, quality we're, control we're there. We're in quarantine. We're in quarantine. Um, bags of ice, Frank. <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, uh, we'll see. I mean, there there are still significant amount significant amounts of beer. Um, not much I can do about it. Uh, just drink enjoy them. them as they come, you know? No, just yeah, drink them in the middle of the day. You know, you got that, got that 10 a.m. Oh. conference call. You're not wearing pants anyway. Just go ahead and crack open two or three triple IPAs. I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry, boss. I, I've got beer that needs to be tended to. Yeah, you know what? Cite me if you need to. Be like, Brian, listen, he told, he's making me drink these. He's basically a beer doctor. He's mm-hmm. declaring himself a beer doctor. Um, he's prescribed me at least three triple IPAs before three. And if I don't, mm-hmm. I will catch a, a real tongue lashing from from Brian. Just just let give my number. I'll I'll vouch for you. I think that'll go over well. You'll be looking for a new job by the end of the month. It'll be great. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> Every, everything was fine with Frank until um, he started uh, drinking before tongue lashing. <laughs> <laughs> really taught him a lesson. Uh, so yeah, no, we're slowly losing our minds. Uh, but, uh, we've got some, like, I I feel like I was, I've been trying to keep up more with social media lately and that's not from the, not from the nobody left behind, uh, at nobody left cast on Instagram standpoint, uh, but rather in the personal, uh, social media. And I noticed, uh, one cast member who's on right now, uh, Mr. Avilum, uh, did some, uh, yard work in ish this weekend or at least this last week. No. Yeah, yeah. Built a little. Well, we both did actually. I did and Frank did. Uh, I built a raised bed out of some uh, scrap wood that I found on the side of the road. Someone had torn down their fence and left the the wood piled up, ready to be hauled off. And I got in there real quick and hauled it off. Snagged a few pieces of dimension cedar. Oh, okay. Slapped those bitches together. Uh, it was really satisfying, actually. I 
the area that I wanted it the bed to be is slopes downward slightly. Mm-hmm. So I like leveled it off nicely with like the dirt. And then I built the wall around it. So it gave this like really nice terraced look that uh-huh. was like super satisfying when I was done with it. Um, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And then I piled some dirt around the edge. So it it lost that a little bit, but then I planted clover on that to run. So it should like look really cool and like ramp up into it and kind of be part of the landscape. Don't do what Mrs. Brian did and get an invasive fucking Ivy that, uh, will take over your entire yard. Oh yeah. That will fucking happen. So just, uh, you know, that's like pokeweed. Yeah. All Ivies are invasive. Yeah. Yeah, well, she thought it was just regular clover. Twasn't. Have you guys ever oh, dealt with? Got it, got it, got it. I was just gonna say, <laughs> if you're planting an ivy and you expect that shit to stay in place, no, no. Maybe don't plant that or mint. <laughs> yeah, no, don't don't plant. Well, that. mint you want to plant, but like in its own pot. Mint is really nice. In its own pot, that's mint yeah. will take over everything in your garden if it has the chance. Um, have you guys? Do you guys know what pokeweed is or like yes. pokeberry? Yeah, uh, had to deal with. I had to deal with a lot of those when I was cutting, uh, trimming up the trees at my parents' house. Yeah. Oh, so close. we had one out front here that was really damn, like, like its roots were all up under the raised bed that I put in this year. So, like, we had to pull all that shit up. And now I'm out back, and there's another, like, big old root back there that I got to get rid of. That was my nickname in high school, big old root. Tap, <laughs> tap root. Different reasons, though, you know different reasons anyway frank you did some yard work as well this week didn't you i did yeah i know i finally installed this well the planter that i had been building for three months so yeah that but that planter, that planter wasn't just like you, you you didn't have like a fucking terracotta pot that you painted the bottom of there was like legitimate work like woodwork and shit that went into that planter so and I despise woodwork. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that it actually got soup to nuts was a miracle. Soup to nuts. Um, That's a new one. I've not heard that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use that. <laughs> why uh, Why do you hate woodworking so much? It's too much work. It's, it's so, <laughs> like cooking has immediate satisfaction. I will tell you this, I love cooking, this yeah. project took three months only because in the first two weeks I built the planner, right? It's a 10 foot by three and a half foot planner. 10 foot is fucking huge. Yeah. As I mentioned, it wasn't like he just did it. Yeah. It wasn't like he just did a little pot, 10, it's 30 square feet of fucking planter. Yeah. That's That's like a small storage unit, two and a half yards of, of dirt. Mm. Um, so it's that running. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, not too much. It's about 50, 50 bucks a yard. Oh, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. No. So the guy, the, there's no, no one's picking the shit up at the moment. So <laughs> ah. I, yeah, the guy was like, yeah, how does 50 sound? I'm, I'm guessing he probably sells it for about 90 normally. Guys, I gotta um, tell you, some of the dirt that I got had straight up cow shit still in it. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, me too. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> you gotta straight pick up patties. It's pretty good, but like, yeah, you got to go through and sift it out. Yeah. Or, or, or you, like break you it out. Make sure you know? it's at the bottom, or you make sure it's at the bottom of whatever you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good. I, 
I got the dirt today, so I just filled the planter. Um, about three quarters. I, I probably have about another half a yard to put in. No. Um, That's a lot of work. But yeah, it sucks. It really, it's not, not fun. Totally. We're about to get a 26 inches. <sighs> It's like two, so two feet high, you got to lift it every time. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but, okay, so so here's the thing, right? So when I was planting in the last planter that I built, those four planters, those things had, because it gets so hot here, they had the ability to, like, cook the roots, right? Oh, so some plants just would never grow very well. For the ladies and gentlemen so, at home, he had, like, galvanized steel tubs. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. So they get, yeah, but they, I mean, they were tall. They were like 24, 22 inches tall. Yeah. And they're with probably about 16 inches. Um, but in the end, it just in Texas, because it's so hot, you need to be sure that you have enough room between where you're planting things and where the heat is going to radiate. Um, so it, most most everything in those planters did well, but some of the more heat sensitive items did not do well. Mm. So this time I I decided to just make one big bed because I was taking up that room anyways. Like no one was walking in between those beds. So uh, made one big bed. It's filled pretty much with dirt now. I, I put tomato plants in today. Put some peppers in. Um, we'll. Add more dirt probably in two weeks because it's about to rain for like 10 straight days here. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, once that's done, we'll have, you know, herbs and pretty much tomatoes and peppers because that's normally what we cook with. I'm not making a, a fucking garden for carrots, you know, like hmm. I'm going to wait six months for some fucking roots. <laughs> I'll just buy that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but stuff yeah, that you can use, you know, stuff that you can use to enhance your food every single day, herbs, tomatoes, pepper, like things that grow in fruit pretty readily. That's, that's what we grow. I mean, you're saving dozens of dollars over your lifetime mm-hmm. by planting carrots. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's, that's the other point is like carrots are just so damn cheap. Well, it's not just about saving money, right? Like in uncertain times, it's also about kind of like securing a food source. I mean, to some extent, yes. But I mean, most people don't have enough room extent. for that level of, you know, security. I mean, I guess tomatoes are full of nutrients. So, yeah, if you ended up needing to just eat tomatoes and some carbs, you probably get most of your vitamins that you need. <laughs> well, if you think about it, if we all were doing vegetable gardens or like community gardens or something and we're distributing the produce that you grow. Mm-hmm. You can't just eat that all by yourself. That's you're reducing next, the load. Next whoa, thing you're going to tell me is, is that we need the government to help us recover from a pandemic. <sighs> the fuck? <laughs> Fucking wacko maybe, communist maybe, is that? <laughs> maybe we can call this, we can call this produce trader.com and you can exchange your pepper harvest for someone else's celery harvest, you know, like just around the corner. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You could do that. Yeah. Produce trader. And then you earn, you earn like points for how much you trade Mm. and you can redeem those points for someone else's produce. You know, like it kind of is its own economy. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. Mm. Uh. (laughs) I'm going to grow tobacco. 
and uh oh my god i forget (laughs) yeah best best fucking episode and those tomatoes when they bite into them and they're all fucking brown and shit and everybody's like i just can't stop eating them though (laughs) nicotine laced tomatoes Mm -hmm. it's too good too good oh we're a short time away from that happening i mean yeah that's true hey we're also apparently a short time away from Damn near the entire World War II American population that died dying. Well, from a virus, so. totally avoidable, <laughs> but it's about to happen, and we're gonna just well apparently cruise through it. Ted cruised through it. If I get another email from yeah. that motherfucker, I might lose my fucking. That might be my undoing. Why don't you? Just That's right. I. You know what? You can't. It, you can't. You can't. Once you send one does, letter. That's harassment. Yeah, so, you should sue him and get <laughs> that ass. Willem, you cannot, at, the, at this moment, you cannot get away from what I'd imagine is like fucking John Wayne or something talking. It's not, but, you know, it sounds like it. Um, talking uh, to a John Cornyn ad. So John oh. Cornyn is the reason that Texas is doing so well, and he passed the Jobs Act. Oh. And, all this shit where you're like, are you reading the fucking room right now? Nope. Like, what are you? What are we on about? Uh, um, fuck. Yeah, no. It, it, like, I get, I think twice, twice a week, I get an email from uh, the office of Senator Ted Cruz. Teddy Cruz, yep. It's fucking really annoying. You send him one thing about uh, the. Uh, what was the the internet bill that uh, he was blindly passing without fucking understanding anything on it? The net neutrality. Net neutrality. Yeah, I mean, every bill, every every yeah. bill he's ever passed. You're right, Frank. I really should have been more specific. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Ted Cruz and his Goldman Sachs employed wife just fly into D.C. for a vote and leave. Like huh. that's what they do. At least he's present. Present. Trash people trash people <laughs> they are dude they're fucking scum they're leeches uh speaking of that leeches kind of oh god sorry that's all that's all i had um i was gonna say speaking of leeches uh, a type of parasite if you will uh i watched parasite over the weekend Ooh. fucking good ass movie Dang. great movie. <laughs> and uh topical because they leeching y'all they leeching um Mrs. Brian got mad at me because sometimes I have been known to fall asleep during late night, like movies, because I'm I'm a tired boy. I like my sleepy sleeps. Yeah, well, I, I believe I believe the saying is I'm tired. And anyway, so I. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, I do. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't remember the, the 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 history of the world <laughs> and France goes. I'm tired. You don't remember that? No, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I'm tired. Well, we're going to have some jokes oh. on this cast that apparently only our listeners are going to get because Brian was not ever informed. I... Where You don't remember the video where someone drew the globe well, and, I... and uh, like aliens come and they go, fuck that, and they fly off. You don't remember that because that's where I France think... was like, but I'm tired. Oh, I yeah. think Mrs. Brian has yelled at me for not knowing that video before because it was like an e-bombs world or like pre-YouTube yes. video, right? Yeah. Yes. Ah, 
Oh my God, Brian! I cannot believe, and you've never bothered to go look for it. Yeah, Frank, I got other shit to do. You know, like uh, putting in f- fucking board drops for this podcast. You know how that goes. <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I mean, that is I, important as well. Well, I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you a, a, a good link. It's only going to take about three minutes of your life, uh, but you'll finally understand why that drop was pretty funny. Well, I'm sure it is. Uh, yeah, I, I 100% guarantee it is. Anyway, I've, I've been known to fall asleep during these late night movies, and Mrs. Brian got really upset with me because I stayed awake and was like raring to go. Like, I was into Parasite, and it was like 12.30 in the morning. Like, it was way late for Dad, Dad Brian. And she's like, why the fuck are you, like, how are you staying awake but you can't stay awake for uh, all these other movies that we watch? I'm like, well, mainly it's because the other movies we watch are like B-rated horror films and they're not very, like, they don't, they're not, they don't capture my attention. Like, Parasite was fucking beautiful. Like, everything about it was fantastic. It's a great movie. It was great movie. wonderful. No, no shit it won every award that it was nominated for. It was fucking great. It deserved yeah. every one of them. I mean, I think that the, the most suspenseful part of that whole movie is... When everybody's underneath the coffee table. Yes. Yeah. It's and fucking ruin it. Never seen it. Don't ruin it. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. Alert. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it. But you definitely need to see it. Yeah. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't ruin I mean, any uh, part the, of the movie. But it is the fact that they were all underneath the coffee table doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's the, it's a crazy fucking movie. The concept is insane it's and awesome. way too real. Yeah. Modern society. Society. Um. Yeah, that was good. I uh, and and because of that movie, actually, it caused me to make ribs on Sunday in my instant pot, which was a fucking game changer. I I thought that's gonna, awesome. Yeah, I, just so you you hold on, you smoked. Mm-mm. Didn't do no, no smoke. Then used hold on, no, but you used scotch, and then you said don't use scotch. I don't understand. So okay, the so the ribs original were good. You shouldn't use scotch. Yeah, you shouldn't. So uh, the recipe calls for apple cider vinegar and water and liquid smoke to be added to the Instant Pot because you have to have water to build up steam. And they add the liquid yep. smoke to give the uh, the missing part of your ribs for Americanized ribs. But I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I might have been drinking a little bit on Sunday, and I was like, well, I'm going to mix this shit up. And uh, what's the smokiest liquid that I got? Lafroig. <laughs> don't add Lafroy to your fucking ribs in the what instant happened? pot. What did it do? What it just it, do? it makes it taste like shitty scotch, and that's not what you want. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I would have had Brian. I gotta be honest. It wasn't me. it wasn't terrible, but there are parts uh, of the ribs that like you're tasting. You're like, what the fuck is that? It's like it's weird. It was like this briny like taste. You're like, that's not right. That, that's not. <laughs> it, but you know, uh, but what you do basically is you cook in the instant pot for tw- under it was like 23 minutes. And then you let it naturally decompress for five and then do the full release. And then you take the ribs out and the shit is literally falling off the bone when you try to take it out of the Instant Pot. And then paint it with uh, barbecue sauce and then throw it under the broiler for a minute. And Because when it comes out of the Instant Pot, I'm going to be honest with you, it looks like Frank's chicken nuggets that he was eating before the cast. Yeah, I can see that. They're like kind of gray. And you're like, that doesn't, that something doesn't (laughs) seem right. Uh, but then we throw it on the broiler, it crisps up, caramelizes, and is fucking amazing. But thanks to Parasite, that fucking <sighs> there's one scene where he's like, I want some uh I want some some pork ribs. I was like, Oh, that sounds like a hell of an idea. I want to make some of those. <laughs> that's why you that's, that's what caused you to make them. Yeah. That and honestly, uh shopping at Walmart uh for groceries over the weekend 
was really demoralizing because all the shit that I normally get, which is like, eh, I mean, meat wise, I, we eat a lot of turkey, like ground turkey, which they still had plenty right. of, but you can only eat ground turkey so many fucking ways. So, yeah. And there's no, there was no other, there was like no salmon. There was no steak at all. Like no Brian, meat. What? Brian. Yeah. Have you ever tried a uh, ground turkey butt funnel? I don't know what that is, but it sounds like an act. It's just, I mean, you know, the protein absorbs quicker. Ah, <laughs> I see. Shit. Do you have to make it into a tube shape to go in the funnel, or you just kind of cram it in? I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine someone funnel stuffing some ground? No, turkey? I know. That's the whole thing. Nobody wants to imagine that. I, I know. You know what? I do remember Willem taking a sausage making class. Is it similar to that? Like, do you have the casing and everything? <laughs> That sausage making class was good. I do. Shout out yeah, that is on that one. I still Shout think about hashtag pre-pandemic BC uh, before Corona. <laughs> okay, I feel like you're trying to make that happen. Does no, that... no, that's happening. I'm not. I wish I could claim. <laughs> hey, it. no. I, I mean, I like that. Mm. So, okay, we need to get into something real quick here. No, please do. All right. So. One of my very good friends had Corona, has thankfully recovered. Let me tell you something. You don't want to fuck around with someone that goes, oh, yeah, I basically couldn't breathe for like 12 hours. Okay? That's fun. So all you motherfuckers out there, this is a 31-year-old man who had no issues. He is asymptomatic from all get up. Eventually got to the point where he couldn't breathe for a while. Stop fucking around and go into fucking parties and go into the beach. It's fucking stupid. Like, just stop it. Just you, hang out in your house for 20 to 30 days, maybe 60 if we all don't do it at the same time. But stop being so fucking was, selfish. It is was he on a ventilator? No, he was not, but he had popcorn lung. Hmm. So he it's was like pre pneumonia. Yeah, it's like pre pneumonia that can get worse his did not get worse but it very i mean it was like 50 50 yeah um so you you cannot fuck around with this shit if, if you can't breathe it doesn't matter if you have no other pre-existing conditions you've now got the worst existing condition you know like yeah no i, I sorry i i Sorry, I was not sure what just happened. I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> no, I. So what's crazy is this person. Uh, they've they've tested ne- not positive, I guess at this point, or not tested positive, right? No, so they they weren't allowed to get a test. So what what ended up happening with him, right? So he he lives in New York City, and you you all have met him um, at the wedding. Um, is for for it's not going to give anything away but john yeah. right that was at the wedding he he had coronavirus and he he was not able to get tested but on his block of the, so he lives with his mom on that block six out of the 10 homes on his side of the street all had coronavirus cool so he had to go to work and eventually got it and self-quarantined himself to the the study in the house and eventually the basement but um stay down there for like two weeks and several times called 
the numbers that they give you, right? And he kept saying, listen, I can't really breathe. It's difficult, out of breath all the time, whatever. And they said, well, you're young and healthy, so we're not going to give you a test unless you feel like you need to come to the emergency room. Right. I read a similar story. Yeah, so in the end, he he came through, but even the stories that you hear about this virus is – within 12 hours, the person was not responding, you know, like it's, it's a fucking crapshoot yeah. as to whether or not you're going to go the one way or the other way. And he happened to go the other way. Yeah. And it's no um, longer just a bunch of 60 year olds who are doing that. It's goddamn 30 and 40 year olds who are having that shit. happen. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the part that like, as soon as so <laughs> we had a little phone call with him and he was still kind of in the midst of it. Um, not not his normal like kind of happy go lucky self and I was like shit dude you need to like make sure if you need to go get a test go get a test whatnot and then he told us well they're not going to give me a test essentially until I need to go get a ventilator they will not test anybody um, and that's in the in the city that's testing high supposedly high, high. Yes. At, yeah at at the rate that it needs to happen so it's it's insanity. Like what we're dealing with here is simple insanity. How yeah, about- it's not just about like the how like deadly the virus itself is, but also uh, I don't think they have enough resources to care for everybody all the time. Yeah, no. Like- no, they don't. They don't. And that is a complete fault of our federal government. And they're gonna yeah. try to lay this <clears throat> they're gonna try to lay this blame on the fact that China didn't tell them the truth about shit. And fuck that, man. Like, when yeah. has China ever told anybody the truth about anything? Yeah. So pre- prepare as though they're lying, which is what we've always done, except apparently in this case. Uh, when we have, and, like, half of the organization that's supposed to prepare for them lying uh, gone in 2018? Yeah. Do you guys hear the I newest just, line about uh, they were so they were caught on their heels because of the impeachment investigation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so I glad to hear the party of law and order and whatever the fuck else is so prepared for a biological attack that. Well, you know, again, if you had a little impeachment investigation, completely derails our entire government. Apparently, if you yeah, had the people like in place stuff. who were supposed to focus on those things instead of having four people do the job of fucking three hundred, sure. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, and those four people also yeah. being grossly un, un, underqualified and related to you. That's yeah. just generous. I mean, just downright ignorant of any sort of... Yeah. They have no Reality. idea what they're doing. No. Completely. I just... I, 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 I understand why they failed so poorly at this. Um, but I also understand that at this point, we're talking about more people dying in one year from a virus, Americans, then died in World War II of, across four years. And anybody that goes out there and says this is only one-tenth of one percent or whatever of the population That's is, is absolutely callous. And quite frankly, don't talk to that person anymore. Like yeah. that shows – Are you talking about Dan Patrick? Out of, from, yeah, yeah. Out of all due respect, it shows – an individual's ability to distance themselves from things that matter yeah out of convenience out of con- out of convenience and that's a terrible thing to do it is a terrible thing to do yep 
show someone's ability to devalue human life. Like, yeah, if, if it's not their own, if it's not their yeah. own, right? It, it's, it's, they do it. there's definitely so something to be said there. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't see how someone can't like be just taken aback by some, like some of the things that some of these people have said. It's this, it's sociopathic. It's like, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's me above all, unless me, I guess, like it's, it's insanity. Um, there's, there's no real way to describe that behavior other than it's wrong and, and it, it shouldn't be just normalized, you know, like I, and they're trying to normalize it actively. Like initially 20,000 people die from the flu every year. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's saying, with vaccines and there's shit. things like, that led to the uh, my favorite it's is the same thing that led to the Holocaust. Absolutely. That's true. That's the same mentality. Yeah. Oh, it's just 6,000 people here. Sure. 6,000 people here. Yeah. Um, did you see, did you guys see the, uh, did you guys, did you see the person talking about anti-vaxxers who were like, you guys are talking about not wanting to vaccinate our kids here. Let's just look at the, what happens when you don't have one vaccine. This is all happening. It's, yeah. it's true. Like we fucking take I did for, not see that, but this you take yeah. for granted that we have medicine in place to stop things that are hyper like <laughs> hyper contagious, like smallpox, and like we have a vaccine for it. Use it, or else a global pandemic will happen again. This is just an instance where I mean, we didn't so have we don't have you know, a vaccine for what's happening. These are people that are, they have grown up with parents that survived polio and shit. You know, like, this is not new. It is new to us. It is new to our parents. It might be new to some of our grandparents, though I doubt it. Yeah. Um, it's ignorance and it's, it's bliss, right? Like, people just bask in the fact that they don't have to care about this shit until they do. And then they have to somehow figure out that they've either been wrong and change course or they need to keep explaining away the fact that they've been wrong and it's it's frustrating to me because like when you when you look at the sources since late january which is what i've done since then we've i mean in our in our uh, uh chat group we've discussed this and coming to america since early february right so when you're hyper aware of what could happen and you're several times, I mean, I know you said it, Brian, I know I said it, I know Parker said it. Everybody was like, I feel like we're freaking out, but I feel like we're also freaking out for a good reason, but it doesn't seem like anybody else is freaking out. Yeah. Um, if you go through that process and eventually you're proven right, which we all were in this scenario, it is not a sense of like, bearing a fucking victory flag it no. is more like a sigh of relief you're trying you're trying to figure out why people are now trying to downplay right what is about to happen like we're yeah. in it this is not going anywhere math yeah. does not give a shit whether or not you are republican or democrat or it does not care yeah. and we're already way ahead of any curve that has been developed in any country so yeah. if if by the end of this we're not talking about four or five hundred thousand Americans dead, we are going to be very fortunate. This is not something that 
that is going to happen out of bounds that that you can explain away right yeah um and and these people doubling down on their conspiracy theories and now trying to distract with the impeachment shit and china (laughs) and you know those are all just fucking last gasp efforts for a complete failure because eventually people are going to go america four months into the pandemic has literally one quarter of the global population of cases yeah and why is that why have is you that seen why, how why, our graph why don't isn't... we have sorry go ahead. sorry have you seen how no our i graph said why isn't why? happening <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah i i saw the fact that the graph isn't flattening and it, it <laughs> It's all going to relate back to the fact that the Mississippi governor only closed the state down today, you know, or Friday. Actually, they're only doing it Friday. Same with Florida. Um, every time you delay, if you have cases in a spot, Greg Abbott still hasn't done shit. If no. you delay, 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 it just extends the two-week timeline. Yep. It doesn't help you politically. It does not win any additional votes. It makes you a fucking idiot, and you should be called out for it. And, and that's that's my problem with the whole Trump cultist movement is they're sitting behind this man, supporting him through thick and thin, yet he has only proven to be wrong every single time. I also really, and this is tied into what you're talking about of the Trumpist movement, because you'll, you'll see. I also uh, like to place some of the blame on the daddy will fix it culture. Um which are basically entitled people uh, who, ah, it's not going to affect me. It's just like the flu. I'm good. Like I can afford, like we can afford yeah. ventilators and whatnot, or, you know, we, we can, whatever it is, the same thing that got the university of Texas kids, uh, to say, fuck the U S government and go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there was like three dozen people and 20 of them got, are now testing positive for coronavirus. No, 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 no. 78 people. And 42 now okay. have the coronavirus. There we go. Yeah, congratulations. I hope daddy's dollars will help pay for your treatments. And I uh, hope they don't take away from someone else's treatments who also need them, who got it from, mm-hmm. I don't know, stocking grocery shelves or whatever the fuck else they uh, were doing to try to not get sick. You willingly put yourself in this situation. Same kid, same for the kid who fucking licked toilet seats on the coronavirus challenge. That piece of shit. I don't know if y'all saw that, but he was literally going to public restrooms and licking toilet seats and screaming. Oh, coronavirus did he get the coronavirus? Trend. Yes, he did. Yeah, he's uh, oh, tested nice. positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I, like, I blame. I'm not saying that that kid had it uh, is in, is involved with the uh, daddy will fix it culture, but this is. I mean, that's. I don't know. It's the. Ulti- I, I don't have time to listen Brian, to what everybody else says. Is what it boils ultimately, down. Ultimately, ultimately, no one earns it, right? Like, it's yeah. not. No one deserves no. to have something that could kill you four out of a hundred times. Right. Like, no, no one deserves that fate. But if you are ignorant to the fact that that fate exists, which is what has been perpetuated, you should be called out for the fact that you were wrong. Right. And, and I understand maybe today isn't the day that we yeah, settle that score. Probably not, but... but- but no, no, no. But I mean, even even across the timeline of two months to six months, 
we're probably not going to be in a position in this country to settle that score. No. But the day of reckoning, right, <laughs> to borrow their own language, needs to be harsh and it needs to happen because you cannot sit there and change positions so actively without evidence and then eventually come around to the position that had evidence all along and be credited for saving anything. Yeah. Anything other than endangering an entire population. Exactly. It's it is it is incredibly frustrating and insulting that now all of this fucking bullshit that's been spread for months that this is a hoax, this is whatever, whatever, if you start calling it out, it's political. And it's all of a sudden your problem with the president. And you're like, No, 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 motherfucker. This shit has been out there right. for months for months and he had better information than even i did and we were concerned so why in the fuck was he not concerned is it because he doesn't know math then he shouldn't be president you know like it's 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 it it is the most infuriating part of this whole thing i i understand a lot of people are going to get sick i get a lot of people are going to die that that is pretty much a fate sealed since Italy got cases, okay, right. we could not we could not prevent it. But the magnitude of the impact was preventable, and his ass did fucking nothing. He did nothing to make sure that we could handle one fifth of the cases that we have right now. I mean, I mean, I don't like this is the shit that uh, Mrs. Brian and I talk about all day. Every day, while we're in between conference calls, basically, uh, no. like we we'll, we'll see something on Twitter and be like, I gotta fucking put Twitter down. Like I gotta, I gotta disconnect from this. Yeah, yeah. Because how it's, nice has it been getting to be at home, though? Bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. I love being a parent. I do. I have a four year old who is going through some real like big time like behavioral changes and I am <laughs> I, I all I'm gonna say is if you have coworkers who are parents, yeah, you fucking pour one out for them every now and then because they goddamn need it. I, th- listen, Mrs. Bryan is a teacher. Mrs. Bryan is a middle school teacher. Mrs. Bryan is not an early childhood teacher. Her patience is in different areas. My patience doesn't exist. Honestly, it's fucking, it is negligible at best. Uh, It is difficult to balance work, a workload that is legitimate at this point for for what I do. And the needs of a four-year-old who does not understand that daddy has to do this right now or else like daddy risks not, not being able to, buy food yeah you know what i mean chicken nuggets on the table yeah like that's a it's a difficult concept for a toddler to grasp and i don't ask her to grasp it but at the same time like there there comes a point where i'm like i can't play with kinetic sand with you right now i have to i have to hop on this call and listen to grown adults talk at one another without listening and that's difficult it's it's difficult and i know that i'm not the only one going through it because we the one good thing is I have a, a group, a team of people who I work with who a lot of them have kids too. 
and they're going through similar experiences. So sharing that has been beneficial and I've been able to connect with people who I thought were just absolute, you know, douches. And then I talk to them. I'm like, okay, you're normal. You're a normal human being. All right. So you're, you're going through this too. Um, but to, to your positive point, Villain, I don't want it to get lost because you're absolutely correct. Like I, I get to spend a lot of time with my wife. I love hanging out with her and it's really, that is therapeutic in ways to disconnect from social media and just talk yeah. with her. That's, that's a positive. You're right. Yeah. And I mean, I've been enjoying like the lunchtime walks and yeah, which I'm sure we're all taking and for now. Yeah. No. It's been nice. Yeah. With the weather, the way it is like, of course. yeah. Um, uh, getting some projects done around the house. I'm redoing my back patio. So that's fun. Nice. Um, I might have gotten intoxicated and ordered a bunch of patio furniture from Amazon. <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to work out. <laughs> You're going to have to see the project through. Yeah, we are. Um, already uh, left Mrs. Brian in charge of candles and accessories. And we, she was like, I got some decorative uh, citronella candles for the table and everything. I was like, oh, cool. Can't wait to see it. It comes in in a, I'm not kidding you, this box is this big. It's about like maybe six by six by mm-hmm. maybe an inch tall. I was like, huh, maybe these are collapsible candles and uh, well, there's something going on in here. <laughs> now nah, they're about an inch tall. They look like ashtrays, honestly. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? And she goes, I don't know. There's four of them in there. Uh, they say they burn 25 to 30 hours each. I'm like, that will be impressive if that is the case. <laughs> There's wow. no fucking way that's happening. So I'll report back what the burn time is on those little little guys. I'm interested. <laughs> I mean, if they if they if they get to ten hours, I would be surprised. Frank, if they get to ten minutes, I'll be surprised. Honestly, these <laughs> things are shallow, and there's three wicks in each, so these bad boys are gonna be burning hot. <laughs> For sure. I'm like, what the fuck is? I mean, oh they're, they look God. they look good, whatever. But like. We're looking at different projects in the house. I'm like, okay, we can do some painting in here while we're at it. Maybe freshen up the the master bedroom. Like, All right, well, we can get some get some done get some shit done. I'm I'm doing some artwork projects uh, that I'm very proud of. Um, I'll post a picture on our Instagram tomorrow. It'll be uh, very inside, and maybe only like three people um, will get it. If they were listening to reggae music in 2005, they'll get it. Um, it's pretty sick. So just tune in at Newbury Left Cast on Instagram. You'll okay. see what I'm talking about. Anyway, so to your point, Villain, that is that is really nice. And walking around the neighborhood is nice too, even though I fucking my neighbors are dumb. <laughs> it's whatever. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> it's a little, little pissed right now. Well, it's <laughs> just fucking drink alcohol. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, stop. You're not fucking. You're not saving the world uh, by. Not drinking alcohol, okay? Just fucking yeah. have a beer, have have some wine, just fucking relax. Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah. And also stop looking yeah. at me like I'm the asshole walking my dog while doing a beer bong, okay? It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I'm trying to blow off some steam. Two of these with me, yeah. Anyways, it's okay. Uh, if, I mean, I'm tempted at this point to be like, hey, listen, they can't call me in for drug testing, so I'm thinking like, see, we can. Rip a couple bong hits, see what's happening here. That's actually true. I might have to do that tomorrow because it's. I'm always under the maybe you need to go take a drug test, but that's not an essential service. They're definitely closed. Yeah, they are 100% closed. What do you want to do? Hey, you yeah. need to piss in a cup now. Okay, take a picture of it every day to make sure it's not tampered with. 
Leave it in your fridge, and then once we get through all this, we have to test that. Oh wow, yeah, that's a great that's a great idea. Yeah, okay, fine. That's, is there? A, I'll be doing that tomorrow. Is there a notary in the neighborhood? I need the I need my piss test notarized. <laughs> <laughs> jar of piss notarized <laughs> that it was a this was brian uh this came out of his urethra uh oh my god can we can we speak to yeah we can say urethra we're, we're not censored f- oh <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> can, jesus <laughs> my urethra or your urethra our urethra <laughs> I think I hung <laughs> I hung one of those on the door at Christmas time. It was very pretty. <laughs> so no, so so can we speak to the fact that some weird shit at the supermarket is sold out? Like I get people got freaked out about paper towels and toilet paper and all that shit. The thing that blew my mind and the thing that still isn't being rationed at H E B is fucking flour. Yeah. Oh, fuck like, off. Fuck off. You're right. I mean, we didn't have this many bakers on earth before. <laughs> apparently everybody decided they were going to bake. go to the bread aisle. It's fully stocked. It's stopped. All of a sudden everybody's breaking, baking bread at home. Like you could have been doing this for years. Didn't need the flour. Just buy the fucking bread. Now everybody's making bread. Dude, there is a flour shortage. There is a vegetable oil shortage, and there is a yeast yeah. just not no yeast to be found anywhere. Yeast don't even fucking find. Now yeast. I will say like, this right now. You know what? I now hold on, hold on. The sourdough people are brushing. Shoulders. Yeah, I'm well, like, sourdough and home brewers. I've got my starter. My starter's been going for about a decade. <laughs> home brewers and sourdough yeast maker or sourdough bread makers. Yes, but like home brewers, they know like we know how to cultivate yeast off a of fucking fruit, dude. Like we don't we don't need packets anywhere. It's nice because this yeast makes bread really well and doesn't do any weird shit. But you can make yeast with anything that has sugar in it like it, it will you, you can, can you can gather yeast off of those things well you can you can literally you can take your normal bread that you were going to make if you add a little bit of sugar into the dough oh yeah you can leave that shit outside for about 12 hours and yeast will form mm-hmm. like you will get yeast um and then yeah then another Grow 12 hours for rise and you'll have some version of a fermented bread but it, it will not be the instant no. Active dry yeast. So. No, I, uh, Frank, I'm, I may have to uh, give you some uh, heads up when I decide to uh, pull the trigger and make it. So I was looking for flour for about, I don't know, 10 days straight. I mean, not straight every day going, but I was looking for flour for 10 days. So two, two Walmart yeah. visits, no flour. And fi- uh, uh, the last time I went, this last weekend, they had, sitting down, coconut flour. What the fuck is coconut flour? <laughs> I don't think it's something I want to eat. I, you say that, but I'm about to make some coconut flour bread, my friend, using a 25 year old yeah. bread maker. We're, we're gonna see how it goes. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to hear that. I mean, I, I want to not hear it. I want to see and hear how it tastes because uh, it 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 actually like coconut flour is pretty high in fat. I guess I don't fucking know. I mean, I feel like so is vegetable oil. No, like and that's what majority. Yeah, it is. But that's why. That's why. Yeah, it's not flour. So yeah, um, when you're when you're making it, no. The, the thing that I want to understand is, does it actually rise the amount that it should? I have that's, no that's idea. That's what I'm questioning. I I mean, I've got some baking powder that might help to to, to help out. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, anyway, that goes along with. 
I think I talked about my 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 bread making uh, experience with the twenty five year old bread maker, um, and I made some pesto asiago bread. If you ever see a recipe for pesto asiago bread, you just do one of these. You lick your finger and you turn the goddamn page. You just go to the next one. What else do you got here? <laughs> I felt like it was a giant waste <laughs> of fucking basil. <laughs> <laughs> It was it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't really waste basil, though, can you? Listen, I love basil, and I did not love this bread, so ergo, wasted basil. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I mean, but basil, yeah, basil is an amazing, amazing I herb. Goddamn love that shit, man. Uh, so good. Underrated herb, hot take from Brian, basil, underrated, your your takes. So underrated, yeah. <laughs> I, I bet no one's had it before. <laughs> Honestly, sage my underrated herb. That's all I'm going to say. I love sage. Sage is good. You know what, what makes sage particularly good? What? Sage with lamb. Oh, yeah. So oh. fucking good. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like game, like uh, earthy or like any, anything that Any can have earthy, yeah. earthy tones brought out in it is fantastic. Also fatty, fatty cuts with a little sage yep. on it. Really, really good. Agreed. Okay. Sage, sage is delicious. Um, I got asked to make a a um, a beer pairing video for a, a, a culture piece for my job <laughs> because people apparently needed a couple smiles and something not not uh, coronavirus related content. So I was like, "All right, cool." So they were like, "Oh, we had a recipe submitted by uh, somebody in the organization," and without saying the rest of the recipe or any, anything, I just want to run this one ingredient line item by you guys. Liquid smoke, two tablespoons. Does that seem like a lot of liquid smoke to you? No. What's the amount of meat that you're cooking? Good question, Frank. Good question, Frank. Six pieces of chicken. <laughs> Six like chicken breasts. No, that seems right. That seems right. Two tablespoons? That's a fucking a shot and a half of... <laughs> I mean, it sounds right. God, that's Sounds about right. I mean... You're pan frying it. With fucking liquid smoke in the pan. I don't understand why you would do that. I thank you. Also, that yeah. See, you're, you're now you're picking up on the the second part of what the fuck are we doing here? Anyway, no, because liquid smoke is only effective if you can enclose the the aroma. Right. Like other than that, you could have just used teriyaki sauce. It would have done the same thing. I maybe I'm missing a part of the fucking recipe that they bake it instead of pan fry it, which is what I'm seeing them doing. What with uh, a skillet full of fucking oil, yeah, I would, and breading, I would assume that's what you're doing here. So maybe, maybe I misunderstood. But anyway, I just thought. But are you are you actually looking to liquid smoke stuff? Like I would I would suggest take that chicken and add herbs de Provence oh, to it fancy. and bake it. Well, it's going to be way that has sage. It's got thyme. It's got yeah. The it's way better that way. I think the. The idea of of uh, said recipe was not to not to bake it, do something a little little fattier, a little little uh, little little breading added to it, and then I don't know, I don't, I don't. Know. Oh, okay. It, it it was definitely not a healthy chicken recipe that we're building off of. No, I mean I, w- I would just say any any time. Okay, so this is my opinion. I understand people like it. Don't get me wrong. I've never used liquid smoke. Probably never will. I haven't either. But. What I would suggest is, is if you're looking to smoke a chicken, smoke it. 
if you're looking to um, um, so with the with the ribs, it's different because there is a Korean style way of cooking them in a fucking pressure cooker that is incredible. Right. I've never been able to do it because I don't have a pressure cooker, but I, I do understand that is a very real way and a correct way of doing it. Um, the 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 way that I would do if I was like chicken at home in the oven. I'm not joking. Herbs de Provence with a little paprika, okay, and salt and pepper. You're not going to have a better baked chicken than that. It mm. just don't try to pretend with the barbecue sauce like that's for the grill. And if you're not going to grill, do it inside. Do it right. Um, those those dried herbs just cook so well in the oven. It's it's unreal. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I mean, you're you're. I mean, you're right. Also, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's never cooked a liquid smoke. I just thought it was kind of stupid uh, and just about everything. I, I don't did. understand. I don't get liquid smoke, dude. It's like, it, why? It, why are we trying to pretend like we did something we didn't do? It's because <laughs> it's because chicken stock exists and like chicken broth exists. We're like, oh, it's the same thing, right? It, like, no, it is not the fucking same thing. Like, you're trying to cover no, up for something like, you didn't do is what it is. <laughs> yeah, but the stock has a purpose, right? right? Like, it's not... Liquid smoke in and of itself is like, I don't, what did you do to get this to taste? And it smells like smoke. Like yeah. it, I just, I just don't trust it. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand chicken stock. If you're using chicken stock and you're making paella, you have to do that. Now right. we all could have gone and boiled off two chickens. You don't want to boil 12, bones 14 for hours. <laughs> yeah. And then, then make the paella, but why would we? Yeah. So, uh, that's a very like the, that's a different thing to me, but liquid fucking smoke is just it is a totally American thing. Nah. Like it is. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't fucking get it. I don't get it at all. Anyway, and the the other thing was uh, we were looking for a beer pairing to go with it, and all the beer pairings that I had were like, well, this is going to be fucking pointless because you're not going to be able to taste anything because there's two tablespoons of liquid smoke in this fucking dish. <laughs> And the response I got back was not kind. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll just keep my fucking opinions to myself because, you know, they're valid. So you guys can kick rocks. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's liquid smoke. I've never, I've never used it, but I've also never tasted anything that has used it where it doesn't taste like overly smoked anything. (laughs) It doesn't taste suspiciously smoky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're like how long did you smoke this? Like 2 days? Ah, no, actually <laughs> didn't, guess what? Didn't two smoke days? it at all. <laughs> like no shit. I mean, it's serious. Like have you have you had liquid smoke, Willem? Um I don't know that I have actually. Maybe. I may have. I uh, Okay, so um, um, But yeah, imagine... no, I know what you mean though. Like you can definitely oversmoke stuff. Like there, no, but imagine, there's a reason imagine, you're supposed to tent things. Yeah. Imagine imagine a West Coast IPA that has a little bit of that piney, you know, like uh-huh. pininess to it. And then imagine that pininess being everything in the beer. That's what that is. Like liquid smoke is, is so smoky, it's too smoky. You're so like, I what, have to, what the fuck is going on here? I have to address the elephant in the room here. There is a th- there's a style of beer. It's called Rauk beer. It is a smoked beer where they take 
malt, Pilsner malt in particular, and they smoke it to dry. They 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 burn yeah burn you know use wood yep. wood kiln. I've to, had uh, beers dry. that use smoked malts before. Well, here's the deal with smoke. smoke Live Oak just had one. Sorry, Live Oak just had one. Yeah, they've had like, a beer that I've been trying to get yeah. you to buy for me for years now. I I'm still looking for it's it. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Very not, difficult to get in cans unless you go to the brewery. Not bitter anyway. Uh, I'm kidding, right? Uh, there, Rauk beer is one that is a divisive beer. Uh, either people Delicious. love it or they fucking hate it. And I will say this right now. If you try one Rauk beer, especially from your local brewery, and you don't like it, I suggest you at least give it one more shot, either from another another brewery or if you have the opportunity to buy a Schlenkerla. Fuck. Schlenkerla. Um... Yeah, it's, is that like it's, a dick on a stick? What are we doing here? No, Frank, it you're is... You're thinking of a schlonkerla. Yeah, you're thinking oh, of... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you dick. Uh, you dick. Yeah. Oh my God, he's literally cracked himself up over here. Schlonkerla. Oh, that's too good. Wow. Okay. No, it is Schlankerlaw. They have it's a traditional German brewery from the Bomberg region where Rauch beer is king. Anyway, of course, it's from the Bomberg region. They, I feel like anyway, uh, they have uh, a, hell, a, a Heller beer or a, a bright beer, uh, and then they also have a Meritzen, a smoked Meritzen, which is really really good. Uh, their Hellas now comes in a can, which I would suggest just picking it up in a can and trying it. If you don't like it, completely understandable, but at least give that one a shot before you shit on our Rauk beers. Uh, but to the, our discussion that we were having, kind of tastes like liquid smoke. <laughs> Honestly, it tastes okay. very liquid smoky, but it is a traditional, like they, they smoke their malt. It is, it's like uh, 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 an Isla Scotch compared to a Highland Scotch. Where Highland Scotch, okay. you have like, oh, okay, that tastes really good. It tastes like a complex uh, layers of flavors. And you take an, it tastes an Isla Scotch like Laphroaig or Ardbeg, and you're like, what the fuck is this? This is insanity. But it's because peat smoke comes through every part of the process and is pretty divisive, all I'm going to say. I love So Lafroig. here's the question. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said the... Hellas was liquid smoke tasting, right? It tastes like it. Yeah. Does it does it turn a different color then? Because the no. Hellas that I've had is very very yellow. Yeah, that's what Hellas should be. Sure. Hell, so hell, when they when they do the smoking, does it change the color? No, because remember, you're not uh, the smoking process is not a burning process. Uh, all malt will go through a kilning process uh, to dry mm-hmm. the malt out to stop the enzymes to stop the process of germination. And in this case, that malt house they use smoked like they use wood to heat the malt and stop it from. Uh, like to, to basically kiln it from there. Other people use dry heat or okay. wet heat. Uh, they'll use. I, I wish Derek was on because he used to fucking work at Great at uh, Great Western Malting, um, which they do fucking amazing malts. They don't. I don't think they do any smoke malts, but they do amazing malting. Uh, where they use dry heat to kiln the the malts in a giant uh, a giant like room uh, that is all it is okay. is just malt in a thin layer across a floor with vents in it. And the the 
uh, malt house that does Rauch beers or you know uh, smoked malts. They just yep. they heat with wood, and you can have cherry wood smoked malt. You can have beech wood smoked malt. You can have uh, I think there's apple wood smoked malt as well um, that you can buy that obviously has different flavors that come through it. It doesn't change the color mm-hmm. because you're not leaving the malt on long enough to darken. Um, and that's that's what a lot of people think of like. Uh, when they hear roasted malts in general, they're like, oh, shit, it's going to be dark. Not necessarily. It could just be done in smaller amounts, and the flavors that come through are fucking huge. Um, that's what makes... Yeah, I've always, I've always thought it as being a darker beer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what makes that Grojitsky from uh, Live Oak so impressive, is it's 100% smoked wheat malt, and it's as bright and colorful as it is. It's stupidly smoky, by the way. Like, it's so fucking good. That beer also has this very special yeast strain that was dead up until fucking 2010 or some shit like that, and it was brought back from sli- like individual yeast cells. It's fucking, that's, that beer style has an amazing history that we're all living in, and no one seems to give a fuck except for me and like 50 other neck beards on the internet. I mean, I, listen, I've had it. I've had... I actually, when I went there, I think I had two glasses. Yeah, I'm fucking rubbing in my face, great, Frank. Great beer. Um, I will. I will say though, what you're doing with that beer is very hit or miss for it's, most people. It's that's why I said it's uh, it, divisive. That's what. Yeah, divisive yeah, it's means. divisive. It's a divisive beer, but it's it's. I liked it. The wife hated it, and about three other people that tasted it also hated it. Well, they're all bad at beer, um, anyway. No, it's every not. one of them. It's it's just it's it's mm-hmm. a unique beer. It's a very unique beer. If you can get your hands on it, definitely taste it. Grudzitski is a fucking amazing beer style. You know what else is an amazing beer style? The Parker beer style. Oh yeah, is that a seltzer? Mm-hmm. No, nice. just just Parker in general. He's an awesome beer style. Parker, how are you doing this evening, yeah. buddy? Thank you. Well, I'm good. Um, thank you for asking, Brian. Okay. Do you have a Do you have a dry I've never cough been compared to a beer style? Yeah. Do it. Do you have a dry cough? Come again. That's what uh, he said. No, I don't think said. so. God, good to hear it. <laughs> you You knew that was coming, Bill. Don't act surprised. <laughs> uh, I think I'm. Parker's gonna tap in. I'm gonna tap out. So. Yeah, I figured that you were you were wanting that action. You were wanting me to tag team you. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's how, you know I like it. I don't think any of those things are accurate. Well, Willem, thank you for hopping you, on Willem. with us. Yeah, thanks y'all for having me. Bye. Uh, bye everybody. Bye. I love you, mean it. Parker, are you drinking anything this evening? I'm sorry, I I got lost in Frank's come ons to you. Uh, it's quite all right. Um, so, yeah, I'm drinking F5. Um, Classy. Yeah, you know, I gotta hit it hard. I told you after. Well, the wife and I almost got a divorce uh, like last week. You know, because she brought me home like a <coughs> beer that wasn't F5 from Costco. <laughs> she she made good uh, this last this last go and brought me two 12 packs of F5. So there we go. She can come back. Uh, no, the, those other beers were good except for those uh, the sours. I was not a huge fan of those. Oh yeah, that's right. I'll be gifting those. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So F5 it is. This is my 
Well, I had one. I took the kids on a walk earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's at work. So I just straight up walked the neighborhood holding my F5 no koozie like a motherfucking boss. <laughs> I'm the president of the HOA. <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on me. You kept screaming that at people. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm pretty, I'm, and he had, a, he had a Bluetooth speaker that said, <laughs> they see me rolling. They hate it. <laughs> yeah, precisely. And ironically enough, I in, I in fact, I was riding dirty. I had two kilos in my kid's stroller, so. Oh, hide it in the diaper. Oh, well, I mean, no, obviously, obviously. You need to supply the neighborhood. Yeah, what are the kids? Fucking, they got to pay the bill right. somehow. You're you going to be holding need. I'm the HOA Presidente. <laughs> so have you, have, you, have you decided if you're opening the HOA pool this year? Uh, yeah, well... You know, there was some texts going back and forth recently on that, and uh, I mean, it probably will not be happening unless you know shit changes. But it always opens Memorial Day weekend, so we got about fifty days here. Two months. Make a break. Yeah. Um, Damn, son, that's a that's actually a pressure situation in a in a neighborhood like that. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be definitely unfortunate if it was not able to open not that we like bank on it as a big money earner it's not a cash cow by any stretch but <laughs> a revenue generating pool no yeah. but i mean it's it's community it's a sense of community and normal it is you know like that sucks for sure yeah it would suck but you know it is what it is i guess Ooh. so Ooh. we'll see uh, um Oh, yeah, what was that face, man? It looks like you drank a fucking Martin House pickle beer. No, worse. I drank an old IPA. <laughs> I didn't realize how old it was mm. until I poured it. I was like, that doesn't look like the right color. But can we? Hey, hey, you motherfuckers! So, so, actually, I got a beef. Okay. Huh. Sorry, I'm, that was violent. I came off rather aggressive. It was, there. but no, go no, ahead, no, 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 no. We got, we got that. We you, got it. We probably were motherfuckers. So it's just. Uh, um, no, nobody, nobody, nobody responded. Gave me any love for my uh, picture of the beer that Brian gave me. Uh, I took offense to that. I gave you that beer. You should have been lucky that I gave you that beer. Listen, 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 Parker. <laughs> the fact that you posted the, the the pickle container, I laughed at that. But here's the deal: Telegram oh, needs right, to up man. their message, their message enhancement game. Yeah, because that would have been a thumbs up, boom, love, thumbs up, whatever. <laughs> you know, my my fear with Telegram, I'll, and here's I'll my beef. That. My beef is if I put ha ha ha, and then Brian does that, like eventually the message just gets lost to the thread. You know, right? And and that's frustrating. Well, like, you I could need do... to be able to respond in thread without responding. You, know? you could respond by replying mm-hmm. to the message. That way, the message is copied, true. and then your ha 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 is copied right below the uh, message. Yeah, that's that's true, but it's it's still thread like you know, like I'm it's gonna, still it's continuing. It's a rolling message. It mm. sucks. So the so the route that you took was just to say nothing at all. I got I like it. I got it. Yeah, no, sense. I took the same. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said nothing at all out of just laughing. You so, say it okay, best. Parker. 
When Frank says nothing. When you say nothing at all. Guys, guys, we're going to get pulled with this fucking, this beautiful rendition (laughs) that sounds exactly like the original. Too close. Parker. Parker. Sorry. What's up? What's up? So I want to let you know, right, that we've always had groups of hoarders. I think you and I both know some hoarders in our lives. Um, Okay. And... Well, I, we'll call them preppers, right? People who are prepped for the apocalypse because I've got people in my and family. That's a and, light term. Yeah. Yeah. So um, justice served, right? New York City. Oh, it's only been four hours. Damn it. I was going to bring this up. I was so, I'm so pissed. But this motherfucker had damn near, I would imagine, what is a thousand plus N95 masks. No, 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 no. The FBI came. No, not not masks. Boxes of masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the the FBI came and and got from his house. And I hope this happens to anybody who fucking shipped this shit, bought this shit, whatever from China two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Fuck you, trying to make capitalism level decisions that's when people are fucking dying that's Fuck what you for doing that. that's what got him fucked up he was trying to sell them at like 700 times their original value but that's what every so okay yeah. here here here's let me put it to you this way today i got into a big argument on the austin startups fucking facebook page but i'm i'm a very active participant on it that sounds like terrible collaborating with, with people you. and whatnot but this motherfucker was like I am looking for. Uh, I found a supply today of two hundred thousand N ninety five masks that I believe will cost between five to six dollars eh. per mask. That's uh-huh. yeah, that's about what they're going for right now. Exactly, that's what they're going for. But if if you're actively promoting that level of price demand, you're the problem. So he's going five to six bucks, whatever. So he goes, should I buy them? And I go, well, you could buy them, and you could also be stuck with them at five to six bucks as kind of supply increases, right? And there's this other motherfucker on here who goes, this is some anti-free market capitalism lunacy. People wanted people to sell masks at a reasonable price, essentially, like supply and demand rules the world, right? And it does, but there's also something called being not an asshole and being a human, you know, and profitability of shit is not like the, the primary driver. So it, it, I don't know, man, like this, is this, this actually comes to, to, to kind of bottom lining what capitalism is all about. Capitalism is about the almighty dollar. It is not about the person. It never has been and never will be. Um, it's about whether or not you make a profit off of what you're trying to do. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's not a unreasonable markup considering they usually go for about 250 to 350 a mass, depending no, on they go how for nice of an they are. They go for 48 cents wholesale to hospitals, dude. Yeah, that's wholesale. Somebody that's buying 20,000 of them. Now, little fish like myself know that they go for about two sure sure yeah yeah i mean you know um, so that's why depending if it's got a one-way valve or if it's got a charcoal filter because there's varying yep. levels of n95s and so i have to use these for for my guys um and so 
I have seen them coming down now. I saw there now that the supply is coming back a little bit more available to around like four fifty a mask. Um, so yeah, I mean it. Yeah. It sucks, but um, yeah, screw that guy who hoarded that many of them. That's selfish, and he's probably. I mean, you don't have to dig too far into it. He's probably a piece of shit human being, right? We can all concede. That. I mean, but that's. that's um, but that's back to. Sorry, Sorry. Uh, a, sec- a second ago you made a comment about um, – in reference to the guy in New York that had, you know, whatever he said, who, who bought all these up two to three weeks ago. Um, no. I tried to get my hands on some for a uh, job about mid-January-ish, um, mm-hmm. and, and – unbeknownst to me i call my usual guy and he's like no nah, dude nobody can get their hands on mask right now and i was like what the why the fuck what this is whenever i first even heard about coronavirus is like it was probably late january honestly maybe early early february but point being is you you me anybody has not been able to secure masks in oh i don't know probably about two plus months now um, worldwide yeah. a lot of them you know your, your 3ms and your honeywells and whatnot are um outsourced to voila china right so yeah, yeah china yeah. put the lockdown on any of them leaving their their borders initially they're starting to let some leave now but they basically said yeah no we're gonna keep these for our you know one billion plus people um not you know whatever so but there is a company in the United States called Moldex and they make a badass N99 which is what I send to uh, some places you know like a grain silo type of in, uh, mm-hmm. environments um, and it's a basically you know blocks 99% of particulates so it's like a HEPA filter efficiency yeah um, and they are made in the United States and so those people are working you know triple time trying to turn these things out and they're not price gouging. They're saying, hey, let us fucking help however we can um, and to get these to, you know, our people and then ideally, you know, where we could export them as well. But yeah, um, yeah. it is a, a concern that, you know, should be uh, written down for however long, you know, from now, two months, six months, a year from now, uh, hopefully whenever all this blows over or whatever, or we get – whatever sense of normalcy it returns to it'll never be normal but um we should you know be like oh yeah maybe uh maybe we should have more mask manufacturers in the united states or you know bring some well, of that back home like, so you know i i mean that that's that's certainly a, an option but it's it's more it's more along the lines of <clears throat> so the reason we're in the situation we're in is because capitalism has moved production to just in time, right? Like if you, if you understand efficient manufacturing, it is Parker orders a part and it gets made tomorrow and it ships and then it might arrive at his doorstep five days from now. Right. And that level of economic efficiency does not allow for pandemics. It just doesn't. Um, So unless you're, for pandemics. So unless you're oh, constantly you cut ordering... out. And... <laughs> oh, sorry. Pandemic. 
No, but unless you're constantly hoarding supply, um, you have no ability to, to prepare for anything. Um, so it, it's, it's unfortunate that, well, not unfortunate. It is actually very predictable that capitalism would run into a scenario where it does not allow, uh, allow itself to fix a problem. Um, and we're there, we're past that point. We're going to suffer hundreds of thousands of people dying as a result. And if people don't start evaluating the true values within capitalism and free markets, um, we are not going to be prepared for the next time this happens. And we'll just constantly be surprised by the fact that we don't have the ability to respond to it. it, it this is not a fault of people not being able to produce masks. It's a fault of the market demanding that that company needed to be so efficient and profitable that they could not have any additional capacity that was unused um, in case well, of a pandemic, right? Yeah, no, agreed. But, you know, to streamline and to operate at maximum efficiency without too much surplus, you know, I think it's probably a, a fine balancing act. You don't ever want to have, you know, like so much fucking natural gas that you have nowhere to store it, you know? Know, like where we find ourselves, um, but Brian sure, finds but, himself after okay, a heavy lunch. Nothing. No, hold on, hold on. Yeah. That's actually a really good point, Parker, because we're we're past that point now, and we just blow it off into the atmosphere. So, yeah. if we were to produce too many masks, what do you do with them? I don't know, but if 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 it means being prepared, eh? You know, I don't. Eh. Well. <laughs> Like, yeah, are we, yeah. we going to start um, trading human lives for masks now? Is that, like, a thing? No, but in terms of, like, it's never a good idea to put all your eggs in one bag, right? Definitely not. Um, and, Definitely and that's not. exactly what we did uh, not even that long ago. We should have fucking uh, maybe thought twice about this. Uh, maybe I referenced this on the cast or not, but whenever the hurricane uh, just effed up Puerto Rico... Um, there was a uh, manufacturer down there. They made yep. medical-grade saline and saline drip bags and saline flushes. And, and we, we ran out of that. Solutions. Well, yep. uh, complete, like, I mean, you know, the wife, they were at their hospital, you know, the biggest hospital in, in town. I mean, we're straight up rationing. I mean, it was being treated like it was fucking fentanyl or, you know, just some mm -hmm. hard Schedule two narcotic as far as documentation and checking in, checking out, not wasting any, um, you know, being very, very uh, frugal with their usage of it. And it's a, it's a such a common used thing. I mean, hundreds of gallons a day, I'm sure, are used at any given hospital. Well, um, they supplied not only, you know, North America, but a lot of other countries depended on this place too. So apparently the fucking saline biz was great in Puerto Rico. Um, then it goes and gets turned upside down and everybody's thinking, well, fuck. And maybe that wasn't a great idea to put all of our eggs in that one basket that happened to be on a fucking island in the Caribbean. That, how, many hurricanes. how many times has that happened? I was going to say, how many times has that happened in everybody's business in general? Everything's going yeah. fine yeah. until Charlie gets sick in IT and everyone's like, oh, why can't we fucking but access anything? Oh, Charlie's fucking sick. Is, that is that mm. is capitalism. Like I, th I think people need to unsubscribe 
from peer free markets being the saving grace of humanity. They are not. Peer free markets drive themselves to the lowest cost of production and the highest cost of purchasing power. That's how it works. Whoever is willing to pay the most and produce for the least wins the battle, okay? For a time being, until someone else takes up their spot. So if the battle we're fighting, the solution is, is to have an understanding of the problem, right? And then to plan for it. So if you understand that you cannot predict when a pandemic comes. And there are many scenarios. I'm just using a pandemic as an issue, right? Um, Recessions, different issue. We can discuss that, whatever. Um, But in a pandemic situation, um, you you can have modeling that will predict how quickly and how sort of uh, uh, prominently a pandemic will present itself within any given country um, across time. So if you have something that happens quickly, you need to have X level of preparedness. Um, our national supply of N95 masks is nowhere near what we need in the case of a quickly spreading pandemic. Um, and it's not because we didn't know, it's because we didn't want to have to throw away N95 masks. Now, if we threw away 200 million N95 masks a year, it would cost us $100 million, okay? If that's what the U.S. government needs to throw away so that we can be prepared for 200 to 400,000 American lives being spared, I'm pretty certain no one would argue against it. But that's not what capitalism demands of the government or any of the producers, so it's the problem here is the free market has has led us to believe that extreme efficiency is all that counts and it is for the most part the most profitable solution but it is not for the most part the most efficient solution for people and until we realize that it's it's not going to matter this discussion is is sort of like a stratospherical discussion. It it just doesn't matter. It'll never lead to any sort of change um, that we need to actually have. It's, it's all theoretical. So you you don't think that there will be change in that department after this in terms of, I don't think the government is going to supply shit to us. Let's, let's forget about that happening, but hospitals are going to say, Hey, (laughs) Uh, remember 2020, uh, maybe at any given time we should have, you know, a hundred thousand masks in the basement. It doesn't take up that much space, right? Where, um, where, where are they going to find the, where are they going to find the free cash flow to do that? Dude, those places make so much fucking money, Frank. They also, they're non-profits, but they're, but they pay a lot. Yeah, sure. But whenever, yeah. you know. St. Francis builds a fucking nine-story tower and pays cash for it because they have to spend it because I they're understand. a non-for-profit. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. Don't tell I me they that. don't have a little bit of bankroll to, to buy ten boxes of ma- a mask. To, you know what I mean? So and it's Parker, not like they Parker, fucking go back. Not, Keep them in their sealed plastic bags. We're not talking about something – yeah, but they're not certified after six years. So um, we're not talking yeah, about something hard that is – Neither are hard hats, but fucking plastic. I understand. 
I understand if, if, if times come and worse comes to worse, you just have to use them. I get that. Yeah. Um, put it in the fucking bandanas that some people are using. Like, I, I, I get that. It's I'm listen, I am, I am as impassioned about this as you are. What I'm saying is, is the, the, the problem does not lie in an organization's ability to plan. Um, where you and I differ is you think it is the hospital's job to plan for this. Um, you buy insurance as a company, as a hospital, as an individual for things that you cannot control. There is not a damn thing, not a thing in this scenario that a hospital should be held responsible for. I'm sorry. I don't see where a global pandemic that is as kind of widespread and, and, and as prolific as we're dealing with at the moment needs to come down to a hospital in Tulsa being prepared, just like I don't believe that an individual should be held responsible for rent payments when they couldn't even imagine two months ago losing their job or a business not called fucking American Airlines who pissed away all of their uh, profits into shareholder or, or share buybacks. Um, people who are living on the real sort of edges of society, right? Like you will make a lot of money this year or you will make no money based on your ability to sell shit. Um, those businesses are way, way, way more prolific than American Airlines or Devon Energy or, you know? So if, if, if those people aren't held accountable because they're not, right? We have a bailout package currently though it'll be available in a week um, where they can go apply for relief. Why would we expect a hospital outside of apparently mass general, which ridiculous and awesome at the same time, why would we expect them to have a stockpile that costs them a shit ton of money um, in a situation where we haven't seen something like this in over a hundred years? Like I just, Why why are they responsible for this? It is the fucking federal government with the biggest balance sheet that is responsible for this. It's no one else. But as an employer, they are supposed to have PPE on hand to protect their employees. Sure. In in, in normal operations. General duty clause. In Um, in normal operations, you are correct. This is like. Yeah, this is unprecedented. I mean, everybody's fucking limping through this thing together, like coming up with new documents and policies. And I mean, CDC, like I just put together something like, um, let's see, Monday. And then I checked back today and it's like revised change, you know, summary of revisions. And I was like, what the fuck? Now I got to read. I got to go like rework my whole thing and change and update and modify this and delete that. And like, you know, so even even the government is and not just our government, you know, um, Everybody's kind of like that. This is this is the epitome of unprecedented, right? Um, yes, so but hold on, I hold, on, hold, on hold on. So, so you got to remember you that. Correct. You are correct. This is completely unprecedented. But in an unprecedented situation, right? So if someone says, "Let me let me put it in a different light," if someone says, "Tomorrow you wake up, and if you wake up on the right side of the bed, you'll." your bank account, everything will be even. If you happen to step off any other side of the bed, right, you're going to lose a shit ton of money. 
what would you do? You would make sure that you wake up and step off the right side of the bed, right? Our government, ah, in that that's a scenario, fool's game. You just don't wake up. Boom. <laughs> our government, in our situation, with all of the fucking facts, and if anybody wants to argue whether or not they had the facts, go look at any single leading institute. By the way, they all originate in the United States. Yale, Harvard, fucking uh, <coughs> Johns Hopkins. They are the National leading viral... Yeah, National American University on the side. Um, they all are the leading, the leading epidemiological modeling agencies on Earth. So if you want to argue with them, then good luck. But if you've got those facts and you still decide to step off of the left side of the bed, which we did actively, you should expect to be burned and held accountable. Like, I understand what Trump is trying to do. He's trying to pass down accountability. He's trying to make it the governor's problem, the mayor's problem, the fucking hospital's problem. It is not their problem. This is a, a complete lack of leadership from the very top of our government that is supposed to organize battlefield response. What we are facing is a battlefield. We are not dealing with brush fires. This is a fucking centralized battlefield where people will die. And if we don't Trump. treat it like that and we keep treating it like brush fires and sending PPE to Tulsa and PPE to New York City and all of a sudden people need masks in fucking Midland, Texas, we're just going to lose the war. It's fine. Trump. We, we can lose the war. Trump said it himself. He's now a wartime president because of this. So congratulations. Yeah. So then treat it like a fucking war, you asshole. No, he's not. He just talks about it like it's a war. It's fine. There's no generals. I can't shoot coronavirus in the face. Trust me. We've tried. We tested it out. It didn't work. Listen, my, 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 my favorite thing was we were going to have a resurrection Sunday. Yeah. He was going to invited, was going to get invited to the fucking church. You hear me? Not really. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to, you, you, I heard you say something about resurrection Sunday and everything was it, somebody was going to be invited to a church. That's all. That's all I got. Oh, okay. I know that's fine. I'll I'll tell the story in a second. Okay. Um, should should we wait for it or? No, no, I'll wait for it. I'm I don't want to wait for this story to be over. Or for myself to, to be sober. Right I want Frank to B. keep this buzz going on. I want to masturbate. Ooh. My older brother. What? I want to know right now what will it be? I don't like that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't like where that's headed. That huh. took a dark that's, path. I thought. I thought no. that. Okay. Mm. Hey, let no. me. I, I that wanna, wasn't. I, no. I thought that was on the opening credits of One Tree Hill. Uh, nope. That was. That was. Uh, that was a different movie that you were watching. Oh, wasn't that Dawson's Creek? Yeah, but this was like. You're watching one of those internet movies, you know, those real special <laughs> ones. You have to say that you're 21 or older, uh, yeah. uh, or they have to tell you that the people playing in the parts are 18 or over. You know what I mean? We, we swear, I swear to God, promise. as <laughs> much as I looked at their driver's license, they're 18. Anyway, I wanted to talk about uh, a beer that I had tonight that I really, really enjoyed, and one that uh, Mr. Frank actually enjoyed as well when he visited the brewery with me. 
Um, so I said early on in the cast, uh, Villain was an inspiration to me. It's, it's true. It's true. It's an inspiration okay. to me in that I uh, went to Armadillo Ale Works and picked up a, a mixed case of beer yesterday in, over in, in Texas. And uh, one of the beers that I picked up was Armadillo Ale Works uh, Land Yacht, which I started off with this evening. And then I also picked up their Amber Ale, which Frank had when he went to the brewery with me. From my recollections, he really enjoyed it. Um, I got to tell you, uh, when I had it there in the in the brew pub, I'm like, ah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Nothing right home about. However, I've had two tonight. Uh, one while I was making dinner, and uh, this one now. And I'm gonna be honest, beer's fucking fantastic. It is legitimately good. Uh, honestly, better in the can than I. Yeah, what can I say? I liked it better in the can. All right, you went the Parker approach. I like it. Speaking in the can, I think Frank just took us to the bathroom with him. I'm not 100% sure. I did, I did. Hey, okay, so... so, 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 Yeah, to to that ale that you're talking about, Brian. That amber ale. Yeah. uh, I recall you tasting that after tasting several off-brand kind of like IPAs and sours and whatnot. No, that um, the, the amber ale we had there at the brewery with uh, sure. like after having Yacht Club. Yes, but you, you had a couple of beers before that. It, yeah. it, it was not just the amber. If where you're going is where I think you're headed with it, go ahead and continue. No, so what I'm saying is, is I think the amber is good as like a beer, mm-hmm. but I, I would imagine if you had something funky before it, mm. it probably didn't taste the way that it it should have initially i will um, say with my <clears throat> i i don't want to man okay yeah to don't you. don't weird flex bro weird flex here but i feel <laughs> like it's thrown on our ass yeah i i i, I feel to. i feel i mean i mean i'm the one that passed i'm the one that passed the test yeah is what right. did <laughs> i do feel Brian like i cheated yeah just copied your answers down after <laughs> on a different test uh <laughs> I feel like I could, I could, I could identify at the end of a long, long, long ass night of tasting what uh, what I'm ta- what I'm picking up in a beer. Uh, no, but I will say, uh, okay. it, honestly, I, I and this is not my first beer of the evening. If you can't tell, uh, and and I had I can't some. Tell at all. Okay, good. Just you want to make sure you couldn't tell this is my first beer. Tonight. Um, I uh, I started the night actually started the afternoon after my last uh, bit of work uh, with a two year old Jack Daniels uh, Jack Daniels wood soaked stout homebrew that I made two years ago. Part of my uh, I don't remember what the hell I called it, but it's basically Baphomet. The uh, the Devil Goat Man uh, series that I made just Brian's cast collection. Yes, basically, yeah, essentially, it was cast strength uh, <laughs> barrel aged stout that I home brewed, uh, and I think last I recall, it clocks in like nine and a half percent. So this has been a longish night of drinking, and I've had two of those amber ales, and both of them have stood out among some big ass flavors of beer. And to the ales are ringing in at nine and a half. Do what now? Those amber ales are ringing in at nine and a half. No, 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 no. The uh, stout that I had rang in at nine. Oh, sorry. Okay, I must have checked out there. No, it's okay. Uh, I, I, you know, it's not my first beer, so I probably misspoke. Like, damn, what? 
That doesn't make sense. Okay. <laughs> no, the amber ales are only at five and a half percent, so they're okay. they're uh, they're a low boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Frank, don't don't question don't question my 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 drinking abilities. Okay, I feel like you're words. you're trying to step to me right now. And I, I don't want you to step uh, to me right now. I don't know if I can get my voice higher. That's not what I meant. I feel like that's not what, what I meant. meant. What I'm saying is, is yeah, if, <laughs> if you're having a multi beer like the amber, mm-hmm. maybe you know mm-hmm. try to have some water in between if you're gonna have some ipa before that oh. or a stout even oh cool tell me that's how all i meant is tell just, me how i should no i'm not even no, fine. not even talking to you not talking to you just maybe start with the ale go to the ipa then the stout is no no he's trying to and general mente in general okay maybe have Excellent. the first beer and then have an amber general mente general well, I don't feel like that's appropriate at all. I feel like it's cultural appropriations, and I don't appreciate it. I said it. Well, I if you it. if you ever need to be happier during your your quarantine time, throw on Suavemente and tell me that's not one of the fucking happiest songs on earth. It is a great fucking tune. Dude, throw on fucking The Office. I've for like the fourth time. Well, sure. Watching. I mean, I agree. With the the, office, the first obviously. Dundies whenever. Um, <laughs> Kelly Kapoor gets the Spicy Curry Award. Why did I get that? <laughs> I, I feel like that's... There, and he's like, no, I mean, it was, it was uh, coincidental that you won. What about... I don't know there what it is, means. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> there is, there is no way. I know, we've, I know we've said this before, but there is no way that that show gets aired today. No, Negative. fucking no way. So I am doing something really sketchy. I'm not going to... I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm rewatching The Office right now, okay? Um, and watching the Parker first that he was doing the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. now I'm watching it for different reasons, and I'll explain maybe off the air. Anyway, uh, there is there is a moment that literally every fucking current misstep that you can make with language is hit in the first season. In the oh god damn it, what is it the uh, second divers- episode, the diversity episode, diversity day, yeah. It, but not even just like racial disparities. Uh, women are picked upon. Like, oh my god, am I a woman? Yeah, Where he's like, Pam is like, if I had to give you a stereotype, I would say that you're a bad driver. Oh my god, am I a woman? Mm-hmm. That one hit me fucking close to home. The fact that uh, <laughs> the whole premise of that episode is Michael Scott repeating a Dave Chappelle or a, a Chris Rock joke. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so goddamn just glorious, just glorious. But- so, you know, I think what that episode teaches everybody is that there is a time to fight and then there's a time to just laugh at our current situation. Yeah. You and, don't call them color and, and laugh. Exactly. And laughing at the situation does not mean you're not a part of the fight. Like, or, that's, that's, where, that's where I feel a lot of these things have gotten misguided. Like, if you're making a joke about a scenario – that is topical humor and current and relevant. If if the joke becomes your belief, that's very different, right? But always commenting on the fact that people are fat? Yeah, people are fat. Okay, what are we going to do about it? That's a different conversation. You yeah, know, but, but what happens? What happens? Here's uh, you bring up a good table. you bring up a really good point. So the thing that I have learned, 
in my 10 years of marriage to a black woman is that the joke that you make is topical until you can't take that topic off until mm-hmm. you cannot un, uh, like undress that topic and that is your daily life absolutely in but which that's, case that's a very different, not funny that's a diff- different and which to your point where you talk about fat people yeah. fat people are something that one I fucking hate that term I fucking hate it with a visceral passion it's fucking okay. it, I hate it but it's another thing that you don't know why someone is overweight. You have no fucking idea. You yeah. really don't. And that's what pisses me off with when someone goes, hey, big boy, hey, big guy, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, big boy, big bear. I want to take my fat mitts and <laughs> strangle someone's neck until they don't breathe anymore and then go, hey, what do you think of me now, motherfucker? And then it becomes a, you like you see in the way that I'm talking right now, that I've had these thoughts and I've had to suppress them for fucking decades and it really weighs on me. And if it weighs on me, it probably weighs on somebody else who cannot control how big they are. So when they hear someone say, hey, big boy, fat guy, so you, have everything, oh, oh, oh. you have everything in your control to not be fat. Go fuck yourself. You don't. And if I feel that way, I'm guessing someone with a different skin color who cannot change anything about that feels the same uh-huh. way about the spicy curry oh. award. Yeah, That's so a good hold point. On, hold on one second. I fucking hate that. Like one second. Hey, big man. Like, they're like yeah. nice. It's but not. calling you fat. What's yeah. up, big man? Yeah. Like, oh, Big Dick okay. Charlie. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, he's a black guy, so I call him Big Dick Charlie. You know, you know, you know. You're like, no. No, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. One second, okay? So the one thing that I will say is if comedy cannot be topical, we are, we are, we're losing a part of humanity. You're fighting the wrong fight so, when you're, you're going down this road. I, I agree with you, no, but you're fighting the wrong fight. Hold on. The fight that I'm not fighting is the fact that if your comedy that is topical is overtly offensive, right? So it's 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 signaling, signaling out like a, a particular race, a creed, a sexuality. That's not That's not the intent, right? So... I, I guess I guess it's give or take on both sides, give and take, right? So we need to be able to make fun of each other. That is very, very, very core to humanity and our ability to coexist. But we also need to understand when it offends. And if people say you are offending, you need to be very willing to accept it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and, and say, I'm sorry that I did that. I didn't understand fully. Um, and that's how we get to a level. I think this whole cancel thing, oh, he said a joke about something he didn't understand, that's bullshit. Uh, let's yeah, no. instead educate. Let's try to say, hey, that was offensive for this reason. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll do, I won't do that again. Then we move on, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's, that's why I'm very clear when I say things about, especially people who talk about uh, people who are overweight. Like, I never mention, like, oh, everything is dismissed from them forever and now. Uh, from ever and again. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't act like the next time you talk to me, I won't be thinking about the last time you said something about my weight and telling you to go fuck yourself if you're asking for help because that'll fucking happen. And it has happened. No, and I don't but really give a shit. But and I mean, I think that's totally to be expected. But right? it's, like, not it's not because people go, well, you can do something about being fat. Like, no, it's not. You, some people fucking No, can't. but also, that's not, that's not a joke. Like, what I'm talking about here is it's straight up, like, but no, 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 no. it is. It's but it, not, it is not, when I'm, you talked about when you talked about or like the when Michael Scott uh, when they merged the branches, 
and they have uh, the the guy like climb up on the table, and he's like, "Come on, the table can hold you." And he's like, "No, I don't want to fucking do that." I let me explain something to you, okay? I fucking connected more with that man in that moment from him going like, "No, I don't want to climb up on the table," and he would l- rather fucking quit his job than climb up on the table. Sure. Like I don't. No, no. I I, I don't think a majority of people fully understand that. And if they think they do, they've never been put in a situation where they've been surrounded by coworkers where they could not participate in an event. So I went to uh, this thing called iFly, okay? Against my will, it was one of those like, hey, I've got this great idea for a business outing, a fun business outing. Let's go to iFly. And they sprung it on me the morning of the event. Indoor skydiving. That's exactly what it is. And what it is is basically uh, you can go act like you're fucking skydiving in a giant wind tunnel that's set vertical instead of horizontal. And what that means is uh, skinny people can just go in there and fucking have a heyday and, and look cool while doing it. And, oh, the wind blowing my face. It's all weird. However, if you're even the, like, if you're my size or what I was at the time, there's no fucking way you're getting in there. Like, and you're definitely not flying. Do you know how fucking embarrassing that is to just sit in a fucking wind tunnel with wind moving around you? You're laughing, but it's not fucking funny. It's not. Hold on. Wait one second. One second. I've got a question. Okay, so when they said iFly, who suggested iFly? My boss. How much does your boss weigh? She maybe weighs 110 pounds soaking wet. Okay, yeah, that's bullshit. That's total bullshit. Let's let's actually head on over to Top Golf and have a driving contest and see who fucking sucks at this. But like that's so but stupid. the thing the thing is people don't think about uh, about the the realities of their situ of the situation they put their put either their put their people in or put their friends in. It 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 sucked to me to fake a fucking back injury because I read on their website on my way to the place. I'm like sitting in traffic reading the website. I'm like, if you're 250 pounds or over, you're going to need to call ahead so they have extra assistance in there. Hey, real quick, do you know what sort of a fucking blow to like a shot to the gut that is when you're trying to lose weight and you're being told that like, hey, if you're over this weight, get extra people in here to corral the fucking cow yeah, as he's coming in. What the fuck are we doing here? Like... It's fucking. This is no longer a fun activity. This dumb. is just embarrassing. Uh, it, there will, there hopefully will be a time in my life where I can laugh about it. I am st- that shit happened eight months ago, and I'm still fuck. I haven't been able to. No, tell, dude, I haven't been able to tell my I, team about it because so I. You didn't go in there, did you? No, I didn't fucking go in there. I went and fucking had Chick Fil A with him. I was like, hey, I gotta bounce. I got shit to do up north. I'm sorry. Okay, Listen, Brian, Brian, Brian. I, I, Brian. The, the 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 only reason I'm laughing is because. I have been there. No, like, no, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about, dude. You have I've not no, been in that. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, go ahead. I've not been in that very particular situation, but it, dude, it's like going roller skating, but you've never put on roller skates. No, nope. like you can learn how to roller skate. You can fucking learn how to you, roller skate. You can't learn can't, how to lose sixty pounds in fucking ten no, minutes. Not, uh, yeah, kind of, but I mean, it's also like everybody roller skates, but you don't know how to. So it's, it's, I, there's a, it's, there's a, there is a I disconnect. No, I've got, I don't. I've got a similar, uh, skydiving slash weight related, uh, story. Um, you know, you don't get to bring these up very often, but that seems the, like a niche conversation. They had, they, had to put dumb, they had to put dumbbells on chubs to get them down to earth. Yeah. That's what happened. No, no. <laughs> gravity was working especially hard on it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was calling. I didn't need any extra dumbbells. Um, yeah, you never seen a plus size gentleman in a squirrel suit. Uh, With a hand, well, a hand model. Hamster. The first one that tried it, yeah, he probably perished. Um, just, we refer to Chubbs as a hand a hand model first. I am a plus size hand model. That is my forte. Um, no, so the last time I went, I've been three times, and the last time I went, I uh, was a few years after my first time, two times, which was in the summer of 2008, whenever I uh, interned down there near Tampa, if you recall. That's mm-hmm. whenever Frank slept on a mm-hmm. futon in my father's house. Um, <laughs> anyhow, off topic. Uh, that did not happen. So, Point being, um, fast forward like five years and about 50 pounds, and uh, yeah, I got charged accordingly. Um, like I was getting fucking rang up on the scale at Walmart or something. Um, I had to pay, pay extra money yeah. uh, basically per every pound that I was over the the 220 limit or whatever, you know, like, so um, at, this, at this point, if I was to go again, I, I think I would have to... Refinance, you know, <laughs> pay that bill. Sell off your but car. But apparently, interest rates are pretty low right now, so I don't know. <laughs> you might get uh, a yeah, loan. It'll be worth it. Is there a skydiving loan that I can get? Uh, What's the interest rate on that? Yeah. So, uh, Frank, do you have any weight-related skydiving uh, stories that you want to share with the with the class? <laughs> no, I mean non non skydiving related. But I, you always feel as though. Um, I mean, my my weight-related stories are very early in life because I, I weighed 200 pounds when I was 11. Like, 200 pounds when I was 5'10". Like, I was just a big fucking little kid. Um, so a lot of my things that I have are being made to feel chubby when you're 10 and you are 11 and you can't control your size, right? So... Most of the time, I just angrily played any sport that I played, and <laughs> like, that sounds just healthy. Was able to hit the ball harder, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, like it's it's fucked up because I I still you you know this, Brian, and I know you do too, Parker. I've got a little league baseball shirt that still fits me, like fits me. It's that's I've been this size for most of my life like two-thirds of my life yeah so in between 200 in in between 200 and 240 has been my whole life there's not been much under that and i don't know like i i I tend to not get offended because i was offended so early on that now i'm just past it i don't don't really give a shit if you think i'm fat (laughs) oh no don't think i don't just don't don't give a shit if you think i'm fat give a shit if you uh like if if i cannot participate in something that you're telling me to participate in because of no but that's very different i think that's that's actually offensive like what 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 organizations should do is give people the option right and let's vote on something let's vote on something neutral like even Top Golf. Let's all go to Top Golf. Oh, and the whole thing you is, know, like, if I wanted to skydive or if I wanted to go to iFly and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't, I gotta, you know, that would be one thing. I didn't want to fucking do that in the first place. I didn't fucking have, it's zero goddamn also, interest also, in it. I will say also, this, the the guy, the, the giant douchebag who taught us how to uh, indoor skydive, 
forget his name, but he had a jumpsuit on because you know that's what you do in those fucking situations. You have a jumpsuit and you have to go through a class to tell, to tell people how to fucking skydive inside. It's a whole mm. thing. There's hand signals that involve a package in that jumpsuit. Parker, sorry. If you only knew. If you only knew. This man, his jumpsuit, first off, he comes in and he's, I'm the only male in there besides him. Uh, there's all females on my team. He comes in and he's all like, fuck, oh, yeah, all right. Hey, ladies, how's it going? We're going to walk through this skydiving exercise. And, you know, I know it's going to seem silly, but I'm, you've, I've got you. I've got you, okay? So don't be scared. My name's Rick. My suit says Gabe, but I'm not Gabe. Okay, now, what I just said was exactly how it sounded when he said it. He said, my suit says I am Gabe, but I am not Gabe. We, all we heard was, I'm not gay. And I was like, well, okay, the way you're fucking hitting on the women in this room, I can tell you're not gay. Gabe, okay, all right, I see now. Uh, every woman in the room goes, what the fuck? They're, like Everybody looked at each other and we're like, it's cool that you're not. I mean, it's not that big of a deal either way, honestly. And he's like, he's too dense. He didn't get it anyway. And he proceeded to teach us, teach the people in the room how to arch their back. And in which case, Parker, when you arch to skydive, when you're standing, you're just thrusting your dick out, honestly, is all you're doing. Mm. <laughs> so he's like, you're going to arch out just like this. And he's like, you know, fucking male stripper distance away from the people in the front row trying to shove his pelvis out. It's a whole thing. It was fucking uncomfortable, especially the whole time I was thinking like, oh, it's going to take like three of Gabe's to get me up in the air if they can fucking turn the fan speed that high. You know, so Dude's probably Gabe, never even skydived in his life. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. So He's a pro eye flyer, though. The, <laughs> pro. The, most, the most awkward Gabe episode is the one where Angela doesn't want anything to do with him, yet he still insists. It is so fucking awkward. I like the one where you go. They go to Gabe's apartment to uh, watch the finale of whatever show. It is, it, that's also hilarious. And yeah, where Jim and Pam end up in the fucking bedroom. And and like, Jim has Michael to, pulls the wires out <laughs> down at the breaker box. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jim has he's to like, feed. We're watching the show. Jim has to feed Michael a bottle of beer while he's holding their baby, and then <laughs> yeah, like feed him yeah, a piece yeah. of pizza. Oh, easy, easy. That is, and and Gabe tries to get everybody back to the living room, but, but Pam and Jim and Mike, Mike instead, like they they insist on staying in the bedroom because the baby's quiet. My favorite is Gabe's samurai sword collection with his <laughs> Japanese oh, herbs. When he when uh, Andy eats all the uh, male seahorse, uh, dried seahorse or whatever the fuck it was, uh-huh, <laughs> he just starts uh-huh. vomiting and trying to make out with people. That's my favorite. <laughs> it starts hallucinating. That's my favorite. Parker, Man. what's up? You're on. You're on the show for the first time in a while. So Since the last, not, no, it's time for. That's not true. Yeah, no, he was literally on like two weeks ago. Not even. Yeah, no, last sure. week. Last, last Friday, I think, or <laughs> Thursday. Thurs- yeah. Something right, yeah. Something. No, yeah. for oh, that's right, that's right. The long cast. The long Every cast, cast that I we've done it, like, since our two. <laughs> yeah. Every cast that we've done since You're the right. pandemic started was right. has been a fucking long cast. Yeah. Yeah, but well, it's because we all need social interaction. So you know, uh, it is nice. It is nice. <laughs> have Have you had any additional grinds my gears 
since the last cast is the oh, real man. question here. I don't have my work phone nearby. That's usually where I store those. Got a little <laughs> the work cachet phone. on the... That's good that you yeah. store on the work phone. Um, I don't know. Can I can I hit you with one while you're thinking yeah. about it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. Do it, let's do it, let's do it. So uh, I today took step one into cutting cords at my house. Um, I got tired of paying damn near $300 for uh, satellite and internet from yeah. AT&T. I said, fuck that. Uh, what grinds my gears are customer service representatives. I know we've talked about it before, but people who speak to a, uh, a script, uh, a flow chart, if you will, uh, for yeah. handling, handling cancellation in particular. So Ooh. I canceled DirecTV today. And I had I started out just lying to the lady because I put myself in the customer service representative's shoes. I'm like, okay, I know what they're going to hit. I know what questions they have to ask because they're being recorded. They're trying to save you because yeah. oh, we'll, we'll drop it down to nine dollars a month for mm-hmm. the next three months. Yeah, and and everything they hit was right into the trap of like why I don't want to fucking go with you people. It was like, hey, for the next twelve months, you're going to be locked. You'll be locked in at this price for this. And I go, what happens after the twelve months? That's the issue that I had this last time. And they were like, oh, we're not on a contract. And I go, well, can I cancel it? And they were like, well. And I go, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. The fact that you can't say yes or no is a problem. I was like, next, that leads to why I'm calling you because I don't need your service that you're providing at the cost that you're you're providing it. I just don't. It's not it's not responsible for me to pay two hundred and forty dollars a month for. TV. Damn. Yeah, it's not. I'm not doing Damn, that. Damn, son. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, my, my, my soundboard went to sleep or else I would have hit it with a... Damn, son. Where'd you find this? On Apparently on a fucking cash tree. That's apparently where I found it. So I, I told her, I was like, I want, I want this gone. I want it over with. I want nothing to do with it. And she was like, okay. I was like, but I want to keep my internet the way I have it because I fucking... Uh-oh. I love my internet, but I did my research, Parker, went ahead and understood that with bundle pricing, I was only saving $10 a month and honestly, well worth it for me because of the amount of work that I have to do from home, especially right now, and the speed at which my internet works, like, pff, worth it for me. Um, so, you know, she was like, well, you know, sir, we have to go, and just the fucking process of lying to a lady. I got tired of it. And I was like, I just want to cancel the fucking service. I, I didn't say fucking because I, I understand how that works. So I was like, I just want to cancel the service. I want to be done with it. I don't want anything. Don't do not try to upsell me on even the most basic of packages. I do, I do not care. She was like, well, it's only $30 a month and you would save 20, you know, $10 on your internet. So it would really only be like, I was like, I don't care. I don't want anything to do with it. I was like, I will gladly send back whatever I need to send back, even if it means climbing my ass up on the roof to take off the fucking satellite. I, do, I don't care. I'm send, I, I, I don't want anymore. Well, can I ask you, are there other people in your house that watch TV? I'm like, are you seriously, are, you, are we seriously doing having this conversation? In mm. sales, in basic, basic line sales, it's pitch the bitch. And if you're talking to a male, like the fucking misogynistic way of going about this is pitch the bitch, which is talk to a male and be like, yeah, but what does your wife think? And then you start talking to the wife and get her on board. And it's gross. And it's even grosser when it happens with a female customer service representative who goes about this. And then Brian, Brian went with the, I am the man of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Like IP stand, what IP standing well, I up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? I sit at the head of the table facing Brian. the TV. Yeah. Hey. Facing the TV. Do you, you, 
You ever face the TV? Anyway. Do you even understand what just happened? My wife delivered me a sandwich during this phone call. <laughs> I didn't even Deal have to it. ask for it. No, like... But it's you like it's the subtle bullshit like that that is built into <laughs> like customer service world that pisses me off. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm calling. I I'm not fucking calling just on a whim of being like, man, I feel like canceling something today. Fuck it. Let's get rid of this service. No, I have fucking thoroughly thought through this. Don't try to like. I understand you explaining the ser- like, hey, there's going to be an upcharge if you cancel this to your other service. I get that. Fully understand it. That's why I also ask a million questions about like, hey, I understand that it's going to be $10 more a month for my internet service. Do I get to keep my unlimited data? Because AT&T is one of the few companies that for internet service at your home, they put a data cap based on your level of service, which right now, technically they've lifted during the pandemic. However, they still throttle speed. The reason I went with the data plan that I have or the uh, internet plan that I have is because they don't throttle speed and they don't limit data like the amount of data that I go in and out from my home uh, home internet service. So I'm like, I'm asking all these questions and she's answering them, giving me like all, like the full fucking, she did a fantastic job. But what pisses me off, what grinds my gears is the fact that that, that conversation even had to take place, that she was forced to have that conversation with me of the, okay, you don't want this service anymore. Is there anyone else in this house that would like this service? No? Yeah, okay, do you know yeah, friends or family? The shittiest, the shittiest sales pitch. But, I mean, but it's like, it's the, you know that they didn't come up with it themselves. Like, that shit was no, written from corporate and passed down to them. Absolutely robotic. ABC no always be closing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you fucking watched how that goddamn play ended, not well. Not well, goddammit. Not well. <laughs> well, that's no, just that lady's job. I, and that's what's, but what sucks is that that has to be that lady's job. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 but, she, she's fucking clear. I bet she gets one out of 500 people who are like, you know what? I didn't think that my kid watched fucking Disney Channel. Yeah, maybe I will stick with your service. Got me. Right. Because if you're, if you find yourself on the phone, vehemently denying all their incentivized <laughs> offers and we'll send you a fucking free dachshund in the mail. <laughs> Frank will come and give you a hand <laughs> Frank will give you give you a hand job under a bridge if you stick with us. Like <laughs> you are ready to make the decision to tell them to fuck off. Yes, one hundred percent. You still yeah, feel dude. like that's actually a benefit to anybody <laughs> things where the the hand jobs for the homeless society is They'll accept non-homeless people. It's okay. <laughs> it's an equal opportunity. Oh, yeah, we need to revisit Enjoy that and see how that non-profit charity is going. That's what it is. It's not an equal well, opportunity. Right, right, in- right now, we're right now, right now, we're social distancing, so it's not. Yeah, it's kind of hard to give a hand job from six feet away. No, it? no, right, no. Right. Frank has wor- he's working on a patent right now. You know those okay. those reachers that senior Ooh, citizens have to pick up yes. things on the floor. He's connected gotcha. essentially like four or five of them together to keep a six foot distance, okay. and you just grab the shaft and just slowly. You're right. I mean, right listen, now though, it's just he's just Zoom calling all the homeless people <laughs> and just like, not live streaming yes. Frank's mouth. So, <laughs> you'd be surprised, but I bet there's a service that could use that. Um, <laughs> but capitalism. No, immediately, immediately, yeah, capitalism. <laughs> probably for a seven dollar a minute charge. Um, immediately, I thought about. The back scratcher, back scratcher, got your back scratcher here. <laughs> the uh, Family Guy episode. Oh yeah. Um, because yeah, you 
put two back scratchers together and you got yourself a perfect little sleeve in distance, you know, for a little hand job, social distancing for the homeless um, <laughs> utensil. So I don't, I mean, you know, no judging. It's the homeless yeah. need love too. Where That's other people true. find a problem, Frank finds a solution. That's right. what we do here. You've and always, it, hey, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not thinking about a solution, you're not living right now. Like what? You see a problem, everybody else is stationary. Just think of something that might solve it. You know, like it's just it's the way it works. Yeah. Life two point Holy shit. Uh, I found I, I I think we have a new advertiser that will be on the next next podcast. Oh no. It's be Frank's problem like Frank's uh solution consulting agency. Other oh, people no, are fair enough. You're moving. <laughs> You're moving. Yeah, let's do that. Let's. Uh, we can make it a bit. I'm sure it'll be a good bit. Um, Brian, so I've got a question for you. Okay. Okay. So, did you take a look at that Kickstarter game I sent you? I did. Uh, it seems pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. So I, I, I bought it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So here, here, probably in the next two months i think it's like june yeah we'll be able to play it but yeah it'll be a live on air uh 12 i guess how would we call it 12 suggestions or tips hints um <clears throat> how does the game work it's like I don't know. no idea you brought us into this i don't i thought you had place you were so going yeah let me think about it real quick how do i 13 how do reasons I why so, is that what you're talking about yeah basically yeah it's kind of like that but it's it's 12 <laughs> it's 12 items it's or about things. a teenager committing suicide it's the initial <laughs> it's the no 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 no. It, it's the initials it's, game uh, brought to you by the K, KFAN of Minneapolis, the yeah, Power yeah, Trip yeah. Morning mm-hmm. Show, an addictive juggernaut with a Twin City fan base. They wanted to bring the excitement and competitiveness of the radio game to the masses. They spent six years, that's a long time to make a game, for the members of the show. Now it's the public's turn to test their skills. So basically, it's called the initials game. Uh, and if I'm understanding correctly... The Initials Game is an easy, addictive, competitive pop culture trivia game. Pick a host, pick a pack, then slide the blocker card away, and the setup is complete. It's that easy. Each pack has 14 cards. 12 used for the game and 2 used in case of a tiebreaker. The cards in each pack share the same set of initials. They can be people, places, things, or phrases. The host announces the set of initials. What you're seeing, what, what you're not seeing, because this is an audio format, is a set of. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me get into it. A set of eight cards with HP in the upper left-hand corner. Now, each one of those cards represents a different set of words with the initials HP. One is Huffington Post. Another is Hockey Puck. Hot Pink. Hall Pass. Hot Potato. Hash Pipe. Hawkeye Pierce. And Hokey Pokey. Now, each one of those cards has a different set of words and things that you can and can't say to get the someone to guess what the initials are. I'm sorry, I fucking hate this person's voice, but the game is pretty cool. I assume this person is probably on-air talent trying to get this shit he going. Is, he is, uh, but is. that's perfectly fine. Hold on, let me let me further Surely adjust. Hewlett Packard was in there somewhere, right? Oddly enough, Hewlett Packard is not in the card deck. But I think there was probably copyright infringement, and we couldn't get on. I repeat. 
<laughs> I repeat, couldn't get uh, past. I, I, it does sound like a cool. Reminded me of my DJ days. I'm still in ashamed. You were DJ. Uh, I was that guy on the mic. No, when, where, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I, Frank, yeah, that, Frank hold DJ. on, hold on. He was the wedding DJ, dude. All right, hold on. Yeah. Uh, Frank, thank you for ordering that. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, Parker, what the fuck did you just drop on us? Yeah, you can do this, I think. Like, maybe sometime over the last four years, I told you that listen, listen, I was Parker, that asshat. When, when he worked at Meditations as a caterer. I knew that you worked also, as a caterer. He also moonlit as a wedding slash party DJ. Well, I did not know that. Even part. before that, though, like in high school, um, well, my junior and I think I started late junior year and then all through senior year and then the summer and then my freshman year in college for this place here in town. But yeah, I'd go, I'd get sent out to like fucking honky tonk bars in the middle of Oklahoma and it was. Yeah. Uh, okay. But then, well, like weddings as well, you know, like ladies and gentlemen, coming up next was going to be the cutting of the cake. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the cutting of the cake. You're going to want to bring your, you know, like that kind of just cheese dick shit. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Keep but going. It, okay. So it, it generated tips. Okay. Um, so real quick. And I, yeah. Sorry. There, there's something in DJing, especially uh, music DJ, like uh, radio DJing. Uh, it's called hitting the post. Are you familiar with what that is? No. Okay, so hitting the post is basically filling the dead air before the lyrics start in a song. So you'll hear a lot of like songs start in the beginning. It's like, and you hear the DJ be like, yeah, we got uh, Joe Diffie coming up with number one hit here on K96.1. And then the lyrics just start right right away. Yeah, as, I hate as when as, they do that. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know if you had tried to do that. One of my favorite pastimes is trying to do that with songs, especially songs I've never heard before. Because uh, you can kind of hear, if you if you know music, you can kind of hear when those lyrics are going to start, and you can oh, guess. I'm a musician. I'm a, I, and I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Oh, yeah. That is fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, no, I didn't know if you had tried to, it doesn't sound like you have. I no, I didn't know, because I have always despised whenever radio DJs you know, they're like talking about their fucking latest giveaway. And then and it's like, and here's Maroon 5. You know, um, <laughs> well, let's, um, let's, let's, let's try but, this. I, I wanted to see if you could maybe give it a shot with a topical song that uh, is hitting really close to home for our generation this week. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and pick up man by Joe Diffie. Don't even right now. That man had a 10-inch dick, according to that one lady on on Twitter. Uh, No. uh, She did. So, Trace, the funniest shit that I've seen on the internet this week was Trace Atkins. If you know country music, you know Trace Atkins is a country music star. He posted on on Twitter, like, sad to to see the loss of Joe Diffie. A great man died of coronavirus at the age of 60 today. The number one trending topic or comment under that po- under that Twitter post was this lady who said, "I had a one night. I'm so sad to hear this. I had a one night stand with Joe Diffie in 1987. He had he was well hung, and I was very sad to see him go the next day." That was her fucking comment on this man's like death announcement from another. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Big old dick. Sad to see him go." <laughs> Gave me the best dick in my life still to date. 
33 years later, I still wake up with shivers. Anyway. It was in the truck bed. <laughs> of his pickup, man. Anyway, Parker, I wanted to play this song for you and see if you could hit it, okay? I want you to work in two things. I want you to work in our call sign, which is NBLB, okay? You know, you listen to number one hits here on MBLB, something along those lines. I'm going to let you freestyle with it. And I also want to make sure that you work in uh, the sponsor for this hour, which is Frank's Solution Consultant Company. Okay? Mm, the FCC. Right. F-S-C-C. You know what I'm talking Frank's about. Frank's Consulting Company. Yeah. Frank's Solution Consulting Company. Yeah, something something worse, though. Yeah. If you make up with FSCC. It. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so I want you to try to that while I play in a hit. Of our generation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's no beer left behind. Number one station, voted in Peru by Lesbian Seagulls. Brought to you by Frank's Consulting Solution Firm. What song is this? Oh, Dave Wayne's. Uh, uh, what is it? Found the Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy, can I come over? After school. I don't think I, I think I missed my post. But. No, no, it was fine because see that was a weird one because it had lyrics but they weren't ne- like necessary to the song, so you could talk dropping. over. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah, talk yeah, over. Stacy's mom has. You're fine with that, and you hit the post. I mean, that was well within the one, two, boom. It was on. You you were good. That was. I was I'm proud of you, Parker. That was good hey. shit. Look, man. Hey, there is um, maybe opportunity here for me if you know if I lose my job right. here um I mean let on the side you know what I mean if you play your well, cards I, right I mean there might be a spot you got one of three five the hits <laughs> hey this did bring up something that I thought about just this morning and it was kind of a grinds my gears but it didn't even make it to the phone this is the fresh fresh okay um it's not well thought out songs, <laughs> it's not well thought of <laughs> it's not well thought out I love it this is gonna be fresh it's gonna be raw well, no, it, it's song related. It's totally perfect. Um, I have always despised songs that don't fucking end, mm. that fade to black, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they then it's just like a almost like a repeat, or it kind of like dwindles, but it never stops. Or it's usually like a repetitive verse toward the end, or guitar riff or something. And then um, I don't know what would be. Um, <laughs> hitting the post post song, you know, then asshat DJ number one comes in toward the end of this song while it's still playing on the uh, clips. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've always like, I, I like a definitive Bam. end to a song. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the songs that they're like, you could tell the musician was like, well, fuck, I don't, I don't know how to end this. Let's just, I don't know. Let's put it on loop for 20 seconds and then we'll just go to the next song. I hate that. I don't, I have no, uh, it's always weird. In person too, in concert. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, I have I have no foundation for this statement. I just want to be very clear right away. But when you say that, I feel like Radiohead is very guilty of that with everything that they fucking do. I I, I don't know why, but I feel like every one of their songs just kind of drifts off into a melancholy nonsense until the yeah. next the next track picks up. Uh, I see that? Like, that was Scott Tenorman's favorite band, you know. <laughs> The tears, they're so sweet. And oh, the tears, uh, but yeah, that just always has has always ground my gears. Before I knew about grinding my gears, yeah, no, that's like, good. Just fucking pick an ending, guys. Just stick with it. Do you, oh, you think four grown men 
and can't figure out how to finish something. They just like the same people who spend 35 hours a week playing random notes together. Can't figure out how to end one single fucking song. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> it, uh, did, uh, did Frank drop? What happened to Franklin? I, I think Frank continues. Oh, he just keeps spilling beer on his keyboard. Uh, <laughs> Frank, this is the ninth computer. This, this quarter. <laughs> No, I had a bit of an issue with my internet. It just mm-hmm. all of a sudden decided to reset the modem. So I'm on my phone right now. <laughs> oh, Lord. Right on. Well, you know, again, uh, of cord cutting, I'm still rocking this Verizon free hotspot on my cell phone. So there it is. Yeah, but it's pretty well. I'm not going to lie. We're actually, to be honest, in, in No Beer Left Behind terms, we are tracking the Verizon network in real time. Um, and it, it's extensive ability of providing Wi-Fi for podcasting. So Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> this, this is insane. So uh, real quick, I'm, I'm participating in something tomorrow night. Uh, I'm hopping on a, I'm hopping on a zoom, a zoom hangout with, uh, uh, podcasters and, uh, beer, beer influencers all over the nation tomorrow. Um, tomorrow evening that is. And, and we're we're not beer influencers, Brian. You're, Whoa, you, yeah, you, y- y'all y'all aren't. Me and Frank and Kim Kardashian were the three top influencers for the Fire Festival. Well, yeah, that that's part of the problem, guys. The, I meant to bring this the up. The third to you. biggest state in the country, the top <laughs> beer podcast. Why are we not on this call? Definitely the longest running. I think there's some podcast that started up yesterday that's probably got more followers than us right now, but it's fake. It's fake. Just well, let him run around. Yeah, it's all fake. It's fake news. We'll see how it was. We'll, we'll check back in with them in four years when we've been, been doing it for eight motherfuckers anyway. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, about them apples. Yeah, how about them apples? My nipple is pushed up against the glass right it's about, now. It's about the years. It's not about the fucking product. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's quantity. It's quantity, not quality. Wait, damn it. <laughs> Damn it, guys! We've been doing this wrong. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm hopping on tomorrow with a fi- with uh, a ridiculous. Like, well, it's ridiculous sounding to me, but the the uh, they're wanting to do a, a fresh fest hangout tomorrow evening. Which fresh fest? For those of you who don't remember, is the All Black Beer Festival in Pittsburgh, which I have been invited to, have been encouraged to go to. I don't have the money to travel to, and it turns out this year I don't know how that's all going to shake out because, you know, viruses. Anyway, uh, but I was uh, I'm going to hop on there tomorrow, and I thought to myself like, oh, it'd be great to have uh, Frank or Parker or Willem join, and then I was like, well, Tulsa has terrible internet in general. Um, Frank's modem and house resets on a daily basis and then i figured this is going to be a little earlier for us than what we normally do so i'm afraid that the train schedule will just fuck up frank's whole situation hey, can can the individual that has a goddamn train in their backyard please press mute <laughs> can the train mute itself there's a fucking train brian, that's on mute that's brian, unmuted right now brian give, give me put me in coach no <laughs> Put me in, coach. I got this. He's ready to play. <laughs> Frank just hops in. He hops uh, in. Yeah, you know, Brian, it'd probably be best that you go at this alone. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm just gonna see what, yeah, see if I can be a representative. Listen, just tell everybody there. There, there are two messages you need to carry. I don't like this already. We are a non-discriminating <laughs> podcast. First uh. off, secondly, 
subscribe. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I think we need to leave, switch them. Switch them. You got, yeah, hey. maybe, maybe do an old small town murder. We don't know why this works, but please do. Oh, yeah. You know, please leave, rate review. Yeah. yeah. Leave, leave us a review. It could be Molly's got your number yeah. or Brian likes his hair or Parker doesn't understand life or... <laughs> No, it's it, my favorite. Is they're making me do this. It's my favorite review that they yeah. suggest. <laughs> Parker, I didn't. I didn't mean that. Parker, it was just. Uh, it was a. It was a joke. That's right? weird. You know, I don't know how I feel about that, but uh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Parker actually has a very good grasp on life, more mm. so than I do. Yeah. Um, he's got oh. children <laughs> and understands responsibility. Uh, that doesn't always necessarily equate to that. I'm yeah. gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like everyone on here is both at the same time because yin and yang duality of man, the peak of responsibility, and also teetering on being irresponsible uh, to the greatest extent. Uh, yeah. But isn't that kind of what life is? Oh shit! That's Zen. I like that. That's good. Yeah, that was profound, man. Isn't that kind of the res- like like how you want to live it? You know, like. Always be responsible, but always understand when you don't need to be. Yeah, they're going to definitely play this back at one of our trials at some point in time. Is <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, that might sound a little bit crazy. But... I got you. Like you know, like when you need to be, but fucking kick back and, and yeah, fun, which we are Shit, really good at. Uh, Brian, you when you set maybe too good sometimes. It saddens me that our fucking April get together got canceled. I know. I had to take it off the calendars Dude. all together. All that. <laughs> uh, but all I right. Mean, so I, hey, I chalk what, that up. Yeah. What what needs to happen is an actual serious arranged happy hour and we'll record it, we'll release it, but it's not going to be about a show. It'll just be People realizing that we do this shit in real life, and we don't actually need a fucking podcast to do it. <laughs> like our, no, conversa- that's, our, no, our that's... conversations go like this, anyways. <laughs> You're pulling back the curtain too far. We need to fucking keep the veil of secrecy just a little bit. That, nah, nah, the nah. conversations that we have well, are very, very professional. Off mm-hmm. the air. Everybody, oh. everybody, everybody listening to this podcast do understand that we do this. Irrespective of your listenership, like we, we just do this. Like it's how we talk on a regular fucking occasion. Frank, Mrs. Frank, any listeners? Frank, Mrs. Frank, myself, Mrs. Brian, and Mrs. Brian's friend were on a call for three hours on Saturday evening, playing games, fucking drinking heavily until my daughter came in and explained to us with her actions that it was past her bedtime. And at which point I was like, we got to go. We're done here. We're done hanging out. But those, those jokes were all on the level with what would be acceptable in this podcast. There was very little difference in content than what happened in this, in the last two and a half hours and what happened in those three hours. Um, which speaking of, we're at the, we're at the end for me. I, 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 we are the tap. Uh, well, yeah, real quick though, before you hit the post, um, I did get my phone as I got my um, fifth F5. Add a kid. Um, Add a kid. Yeah. All right. Can we do? Can we do just his intro, please? Oh, yeah. I haven't heard. Frank has been calling for this for a while. Okay, You're all right. right. You ready? I don't. I haven't heard the grinds my gears in quite some time, and I am upset about it. All right. Here we go.
Parker, tell me what's going to get you all fired up. Well, <clears throat> let me tell you, Ryan. Um, it's uh, it's kind of like a combo, like uh, prescription names, like new prescriptions. I mean, because there's a new one out every fucking four days, right? And the fucking commercials that are associated with these things it just blow my mind and i want to uh i don't know it's part of my you know anti-big pharma but fuck them and their names like where do they get these nomenclatures like i know i get some of it's like scientific driven but some of it just sounds dumb like like uh do you have a bleeding rectum try Relinifab texts, you know, like, and then they like, yeah, 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 make it cute. Like, they'll shorten the scientific name to be like, try Relina, you know, and like they, they'll shorten the, the <laughs> whatever name and to make it cute and catchy and, and hip, you know, I don't know. And the commercials, like, it's worse than the fucking commercials for casinos. You know, where everybody's having a great time, just losing their whole fucking paycheck. Yeah, no, this is like and their this bills is... and their kids don't have any shoes, but they're having a great time. You know, like that's how all these damn prescription commercials are. And it's like, fuck off! This is gonna get recalled in like six months, and then there's gonna be a motherfucking late night attorney making millions here in about eight months. Like for you know, did you take Relena and your eyes fell out of their sockets? Call one eight hundred. You know, and it's like. I just, uh, dude, and not only that, but that like goes into fuck the FDA um, and those corrupt bastards that do not approve shit anymore. They don't do any kind of in-house testing. They just say, oh, do you have enough money to uh, pay for a quote, uh, as Brian does, <laughs> uh, quote, unquote, uh, third party, you know, QC. Um, okay, yeah, you say that it works fine. Okay, good. Rubber stamp, FDA approved. Bam. Um, you know, it's not about what you know but who you blow. Um, but anyway, yeah, the prescription, the commercials, like, and I love, you know, that they, that the stipulation is that they do still have to be like, you know, all the fine print, really re fast red stuff, like at the end of a car commercial, you know, like, make so, us death, yeah. make us suicide, make blah, 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 blah. But, us and New Zealand are the only other first world countries that uh, allow for um, prescriptions to be yeah, yeah, yeah. sold like that and advertised and made to think it was fucking cool. Like Joe Camel selling cigarettes to kids in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, fuck off. That shit should not be legal, dude. Prescriptions should not be a fucking like elective cool thing to do. Or yeah, no, I, no, I think I kind of maybe do possibly quasi have those symptoms i should go get relina because those people look so happy in that commercial fuck off no that stuff should be should not be on the air that's my yeah grinds yep. my gears. no i i agree it's 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 a cheap sale that's the problem i've got with it, it. it's it's so, so simple <laughs> yeah and you you can't go oh i achieved something today you know like Okay, I sold someone on false hope that will not uh -huh. prove out, and uh -huh. it's – I don't understand how people go to bed with that shit, man. I just – I don't get it. It's the same people who go, 
I procured some N95 masks for fucking $2 and I'm going to sell them for seven. Like, don't you feel dirty after doing that? Like it's, it's such false capitalism and bullshit, you know, you like, think, especially like pharmaceutical reps, like, yeah, I'm sure their moral compass is so fucked up. Like they don't know. It is. North it is. South. So, so, but more importantly, so when you come to the prescription drug epidemic, which it is, people need to have fucking solutions for everything in a pill. Um, yeah. When it comes to that, it, it's, it's unfortunate that people believe that it will work for them, right? Efficacy is not 100%. No, um, I, I bet it wavers around <laughs> 65%. So if, 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 if you truly always believe that something's going to work, you'll keep searching for it. But if you understand kind of, you know, if this is what we've got and that's the best, the best thing that we have at the moment that can treat this and it doesn't work for me, then stop wasting money. You know, like what you have cannot be treated at the moment. Maybe sign up for additional trials. Mm. And I understand. And I understand there's a lot of sort of human emotions and, 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 desperation that leads into those decisions right and it sucks um but yeah all in all it's 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 not some situation that you can easily like describe um for people how to solve um but you can easily describe who's taking advantage of who right like that's 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 my biggest problem with it is you can always tell who's who's trying to make these people feel better just for their own pocket yeah um yeah, but you can you can never, yeah, you can never effectively tell who's actually making people feel better, and that that's the part that sucks the most. And honestly, it it kind of leads us to full circle with this coronavirus because you 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 can you can identify people selling false hope from a mile away, right? Like these people going crazy about the malaria drug treatment have never actually had the malaria drug in their body, like. This shit is a fucking. It destroys you. It is not good for you. It's akin Um, to chemotherapy. Just yes, taking you to the brink of like death to eradicate. Bad. It is very bad for a person that has a liver that is functioning at less than optimal capacity. Kidneys that are doing that too. Like, it's not not good for you. Yeah. It is, but yeah, you know, like it's just not good for you. You should not be relying on this as a save all be all. And yet, at this point, there are plenty of people who are like, "Wow, this worked for these people." A Z pack. First off, have you ever had a Z pack? Like that amount of steroids in your body makes you feel very weird. Um, Z pack is the is the antibiotic though. Yeah, is myosin. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but is it with it's steroids? antibiotic ever worked for yes, a virus never no never never ever so, so why the fuck are they so they they go like do this and then do do the fucking malaria treatment now if you know anything about malaria which no one in this country does or, and it's very unfortunate when or, you deal with a fucking malaria drug it is a big fucking deal like it will wreck you to shit like this is not something that you just take and everybody's like, Oh yeah, you're treating malaria. Cool. 
I'm like, it's, it's, you're in bed for two weeks and hopefully it works. Yeah. It's just, if you have any pre preexisting liver, kidney, anything, it, it ruins you. Like it's, it's not something you want to bet your life on. Um, it's similar to the fact that now, like they're seeing that HIV, uh, uh, prescriptions are treating people like yeah that is one of the most ravaging viruses we have and lest we forget we we, lest we forget we find ourselves in a situation like we do with masks except for life-saving medicines that people with hiv need to survive and they don't have access to it now because a shit ton of people are being tested out on it Uh, the same goes for a lot of autoimmune diseases that are that are treated with medicines and doctor, like people are are making claims that are ridiculous. They're like, "Hey, this is working." Like, okay, well then, now people who have those diseases who need that medicine for like to regulate their daily lupus. lives, yeah. lupus is yeah. That's the that's another big one that people Rheumatoid like arthritis, <laughs> uh, 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 scoliosis, some other ones. Yeah, uh, I don't but know. If scoliosis is an autoimmune. Scoliosis <laughs> isn't one. Oh. Spina bifida. No, uh, but it, it does get treated. Turf toe. Those drugs. I mean, in, in the Burstitis. end, like it, it is. It is sad that people don't truly understand the 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 impact of what they are willing to accept. Again, like, it's if the, you're it's willing the, to accept yeah. the fact that. People will die, or they get treated with HIV medication. Do you understand how fucking incredibly, uh, uh, like, I don't think people understand the fact that HIV cocktail drugs are so beyond human capacity at the moment. Like, it is so strong and works so well that people can live. 60 years, but we never kill the virus. That is incredibly efficient. And like, Matthew it, knows all about yeah, it. Yeah, but you know, like it's, yeah, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> but oh, Dallas Virus Club, yeah. So it, 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 like, try to fathom the fact that your parents, in order not to die from COVID, have to take that shit. And then move on with your happy-go-lucky life. Like I, I, I don't think people understand. We are taking the strongest viral measures that we have on Earth, and it I, is doing something sometimes, but it is not always doing it. I mean, I guess yes, but if presented with the, you can die for sure, or you can take this and maybe not die. We're all going to take this and maybe not die. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. But the, the point I'm not, is, I'm not, no, I'm not arguing against that. Yeah, the point is understanding what that what that sacrifice means, and what and put in perspective what that decision is. And but I, also, also, also the, the the extent of our medical knowledge, right? So yeah. if we're needing to put in the most extreme things we have created as a, like as mankind, right? Person We're dealing kind. with stuff that we, we don't fully understand yeah. man person. Thank you. Man person um, kind. Yeah. So it's, it's unfortunate um, that as person kind, we deal with this and Thank we, you. we treat it as, as uh 
manageable, treatable, whatever we want to call it. It's not. And it's, it's, it's time that we start treating it as this un, uh, unimaginable, ununderstood version of something that we've treated before but can't treat right now. And, and treating it in a fashion that it is hyper, hyper um, spreadable and, and, and just virtually cannot contain um, within our society. And we need to kind of understand what that means. And we, we just choose not to so this actively. Is like, right now, this is like um, the AIDS epidemic in the early 80s in the United States, right? Or late It's 80s. worse. In terms of not knowing and like, yeah. um, in the not knowing department, you're right. All these yeah. different types of, you know, like in Dallas Buyers Club, you know, they were trying anything. Like, here, take this. This is for fucking athletes' feet. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it might work. One, Fuck. one, one thing that differs from what you're talking about is the, uh, the stigma and roundabout like uh, alienation that goes into that went into people who were diagnosed with AIDS. Oh HIV yeah, no, there was a lot of stigma. Now. Yeah, no, and, and and there was a lot of less funding and whatnot because they seemed horrible. So but, fuck them. Yep. Yeah. No, there's, for sure. You got a good point. There's another key thing though is the way that it spreads. Well, um, yeah. As an asymptomatic individual, you can infect a lot of people without them knowing that you have anything, right? So it, it, it's, it's not necessarily – and I understand you know this, but I want to be sure. Um, it, it makes a huge difference in how we react to it because a lot of people go, oh, yeah, look at how many people died. So first off, the number of people that have died from AIDS um, in the United States since – the 1980s, we could sur- surpass that with this one virus um, in two years. So if we kind of deal with the reality that we're dealt, um, we need to be sure to think of this as something that can be treated, but it's not going to be treated through drugs. It's going to be treated through people and our behavior. So podcasts like this, standard right like we're not going to meet in person we're not going to do shit um was I supposed for to be quite some time was i supposed to be recording this no <laughs> no you don't need to but okay. i'm saying like hmm. we're dealing with like social distancing quote unquote right it's something that yeah, should be practiced for away. at least huh it's not gonna go away though what we, the virus? This, yeah. No, it'll never go away. At this point, it will not. But if you want to reduce yeah. the ability for 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 the virus to kill people, you need to be sure to uh, enhance the social distancing culture, uh, make people aware of the fact that it needs to happen, and then also make them um, accept the fact that it might need to happen several times. Like we might have a month or two where things are normal and then stats prove out, we test people and eventually the virus comes back until we have some level of herd immunity or, or vaccination immunity, which is also herd immunity. Um, we don't get to be complacent. We just don't. It's, it's, this is not about people. It's not, it's about math 
Like all of this is statistically relevant. It is all about logarithmic scales. That's all that matters. If you choose not to believe in math, fine. That's your prerogative. But math will always prove out. Um, and and, and that's, that's what I think people need to really grasp is it does not matter. If, if you feel contained in, in your house, yes, you are contained within your house. And it's simply because we need you to not be another variable in this fucking long-ass algorithmic, logarithmic scale that we deal with, right? Like, it's introduce enough variables that don't contain, and, and we eventually don't have any control over it. Yeah. Just the truth. Uh... Agreed. I've got a uh, crying seven-month-old. It's me, Parker. Crying. I'm the one who's crying. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. yeah, I cry right, sometimes when Frank off. talks too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, Love uh, you, me. All right, Parker. Tend to your tend to your needs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for letting me join, guys. Peace out. Peace, Parker. Uh, all right, see you guys. For Brian here in North Texas, thank you guys for joining uh, this week and every week. Be sure to check out our social media pages at No Beer Left Behind, at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram, at NBLB Beer on Twitter for that good beer content. Um, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe over on the Apple Podcast app or over on Stitcher. Really appreciate all the work that you guys do. Uh, getting the good word of No Beer Left Behind out um, for Brian's uh, un, un, unwarranted, un, unasked, fucking unprompted uh, music of the week. Uh, go check out Tyler Childers. He's a, a new American country artist. Um, he's got a, a, a couple hip, hip-ass songs that I'm enjoying lately. So uh, until next time, for Brian here in North Texas... I'm out. Brian, agree on the music for Frank and Austin. No reggae horn because it's too late. The wife's sleeping. Gotta respect that shit. Uh, First off, take care of your family. Take care of yourself. Make sure you stay home. I'm out.